We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events, the list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 9 Picks against the spread survivor selections no more and some free money picks plus a cast corner mini smash the like button of the episode subscribe to mayo media network and if you're listening to the audio podcast please rate and review five stars on apple Podcasts and spotify help push us up the charts tell some friends about this show as well pat mayo experience listeners league link in the description and sub to the mayo media newsletter link free in the description to get this show a night early plus all of the game notes for the week plus an updated injury report if you go back to it throughout the course of the week until saturday when i have another fresh injury report on the go jeff feinberg is back allowed back into the country after an experience with our good friend Andy Lack at the LA Chargers Stadium. And it did not turn out well, Jeff. That's unfortunate. I'm sad for you. <laughs> That's okay, buddy. I've been down that road before. I will say going away for an extended period of time with the family, two kids, it's like a different kind of beaten down <laughs> upon returning than say like going to Vegas for two days with the buddies. I am still like, not all there. Like, I don't know. It doesn't like I'm exhausted, I guess. I'll, I'll put it out there. No, the trip didn't end fun. And ask Andy. It's like a tie game. It's early. I should be having a good time. I don't enjoy being at the games. I, I, I don't know. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. Even before it goes bad, like I'm not able to enjoy it. So clearly I am. I am broken as a person, I guess. Were you able to make it? Did you leave early to beat the traffic? 
Yeah, it's Sunday. Traffic's not really that big of an issue on a Sunday morning. Okay. I guess all the Patriots fans who were the majority of the audience stayed till the end, though, didn't they? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the game ended like late. It was a lot closer than the final score. So I don't know. I didn't. People weren't really leaving until like 90 seconds left. Okay. Well, was it more Patriots fans than Chargers fans by a substantial margin? No, I'd say it was pretty split. It was probably like 50-50. So it was like, like Tim's 50, assertion 50, that there'd be a silent count in the game. I, I thought it would be like 50% Patriots fans, 10% Chargers fans, and then like 40% the Rob Lowe types who just wear NFL hats because they enjoy football. No, it seemed like there were there was a lot of blue, I guess the navy blue, baby blue. Um, no, I'd say it was it was pretty close to uh to a split to a split crowd. Okay, interesting. I'll see I'll like ask maybe 55 45, but like nothing like um nothing like you know a raider a raider game or some other games I've been to where you know, I've been to Steeler games. I've even been to a home Vikings game. That was like an 80 20. So it was nothing. It's nothing like any of those. Okay. Well, let's bring in the rest of the crew. The coin is here ready to try to catch up in the picks because the coin not doing so well over the past four weeks, but we have to introduce him coming off the high of a Jets win. And now he's lifting at the gym. He's asking other people, what, how much do you lift, bro? It is Tim Andergust. Tim Andergust. That's not my name. But yeah, I'm in a very good place right now. I'm feeling good. I called the end of the New Orleans-Tampa game. Uh, a lot of things are going well for me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling in a good mood. The clocks go back soon. This is my time of year. <laughs> things are going well. Well, if we take a look at how we all did last week, I actually won the week. It was a great gambling week for me. 11 and 4 against the spread. I think I got all of those three and three and a half point spreads correct in my favor, which usually means a pretty good betting week if you're betting on those sorts of games. That puts me into a tie with Jeff in first place, who went 9 and 6 at 64 and 57. We've eked above 500. That is great news. Cus goes 10 and 5 on the week, 62 and 59. Well, the coin falls down two six and nine on the week 58 and 63 well in fourth place right now all three of us hit our super locks i'm now seven and one jeff is five and three cust has rallied back to four and four unfortunately jeff and i got bounced from survivor tim's jumbo jets ended up knocking out the Bengals so and, and good. the chargers lost to the new england patriots tim you said that the jets were the best two and five team of all time now is that just based on feelings or is that a fact I'm just saying the Jets are the only team in the division to have beaten teams with winning records this year, which is true. And yeah, they've beaten the Titans and they beat the Bengals. Bengals were the number one seed in the conference when we beat them. And the Titans were pretty close to it when we beat them. And uh, this is a pretty darn good team figuring itself out. And if you see a quarterback throw for 400 yards and they're two and five, that shows you that things are starting to click. Uh, you know, two games back of the playoffs, things are looking good now in Jets land. We, we may have struck lightning in the bottle here. And so there's reason to be hopeful uh, for as much as Jeff may feel a little upset right now. I feel like to the moon. I'm, I'm ecstatic. Things are, this is a good time of year for me. Jeff, do you think it's probably saying, way more confident <laughs> yeah. in like the Jets making the playoffs than I am? Of well, the I, we, and we this went, 
this was a couple weeks ago also where I think it felt the exact um, same way about this, even when the Chargers were four and one and the Jets were what they were. I think Tim was more confident the Jets would make the playoffs than I was the Chargers. So well, did Herbert I guess, has changed yards last part. week? Did Herbert throw for 400 yards last week? I mean, maybe I'm mistaken. No, he, maybe he, certainly, did. Maybe he, did. he certainly, maybe he did. He certainly did, and I, in fact, am lucky we don't have to play the Patriots twice like you did, I guess. They really, they're really a kryptonite of, of mine. Every It's like the exact, it's pretty much like seeing one of those outdoor hockey games if you watch a Patriots-Charger game. Like, you, if you've watched one in your lifetime, you've literally watched them all. They hey, you're all lucky. play you out the exact same. CBS kept showing highlights of that playoff game uh, from 2000. Oh my God. So you're lucky I was going to say that. like being at the game, I need the broadcast. You see so much more, but at the same time you see so much less. Uh, and I'm like annoyed. I'm like, I really have to go back and watch this again, at least like on three times fast forward. But if you're telling me they just aired highlights of old playoff games, I'm not watching that broadcast again. Period. You know how many times Herbert threw for 400 yards this season? Yes. <laughs> the answer is fewer than one. That's Yo, the correct answer to that question. You're being like, well, you're like, oh you're well, you're everything you're, uh, you make fun of. What? You're like, oh well, you're confident. My team is good, and your team is two and five. It's like, well, my quarterback just had a better day than your quarterbacks had all year, and I really like your quarterback. Uh, he's a good player. <laughs> That's so. But uh, Talk is it he like, the Chargers? He, are he's no Mike White. The Chargers are going to play the Bengals in a, in a few weeks. And I guess, yeah, if I don't throw for 400, then that means certainly facts are facts. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Things are, things are looking good in Gotham right now. It's all I'm say. happy for you. Thank I was you. happy for you on Sunday. I picked you. If you weren't so not low going into the game, I might have had the confidence to pick you. As I pointed out, there's something fishy going on in the AFC uh, that has like this college basketball feeling to it in the sense that the chargers went to four and one, they got like by no means a one seed, but for that moment in time, they were the one seed officially in a hypothetical playoff picture. Uh, they get bounced. The Ravens then sort of become that team. Uh, they instantly get bounced. The Bengals then get that spot. They get bounced. Uh, you now know, the, the bills are really the Derek only Henry. The Pardon? Titans have it right now, and they've lost Derrick Henry. And, and now the Titans, I guess, have it, and they got a really tough draw on Sunday. So maybe, hopefully, finally, I guess the Bills will just get it and probably hold on to it. But until then, it's been this crazy, like, you get one seed in the AFC, you're like, you get ripped apart the very next I mean, week. I you hope the Bills have it after this week because the team that just slayed the number one seed gets them next week coming off a mini <laughs> So I pulled one. Can't I love wait. Can't wait. I'm Bring happy for you. I, 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 personal correspondence. I told you I'm, I'm happy for yes, you. Yes, you did. I, and I appreciated that. Uh, I don't, you're a lot, you know, you get, you get a lot of shit. So taking out everyone in Eliminator, I was crazy enough. To be no, Stu, I wasn't crazy. I'm permanently crazy. I was extra stupid last week, I guess, when it came to my survivor. But I put my head to pillow better, knowing that my other pick probably would have been the Bengals. So I'm just out. It didn't matter how it got out. We still crashed on the same Sunday. Well, I, I did want to kind of go back a second into. 
I don't like going to NFL games unless it was going to be a prime time game, Jeff. I don't think I, I would much rather be at home and watch eight games at once. I just would rather do that. Yeah. And we, um, you know, we sort of a come from places that don't have NFL football and we've grown up with football differently. I think if we went lived in a town with football, we'd sort of have maybe a communal experience in the mornings together, you know, at the stadium. But we don't have that. I never had that. I grew up going to an occasional Bills game and a Chargers game when I'd go visit family as a kid. And I didn't dictate the schedule like I am kind of able to now. So how was it compared I, to Jack Murphy, though? I grew up <laughs> with the stadium. Yes. Like, I know you said it was like an airport terminal. No, no well, I'll get into good... that. That, that. I I mean, even you can you can take Andy's opinion on it. Like, until you're actually in your seats, the sight lines are incredible. It's the most comfortable, spacious seat I've ever been in in my life. And I sit in some pretty nice seats in some of the arenas here, and I'm squished like a sardine. Yeah, so that was, that was great. But the stadium felt horrible. Um, is it a Coke or a Pepsi it, stadium? It's I've not even that you. it's enormous. I mean, that's like, it, it's too, like, takes a long time to get around it. But no one has a clue where anything is. You got to go up to go down to go up to go down. It's really a goddamn shit show. Like, I, I honestly, I give it like a, a C. And, and it's a, and it's what someone said that told me that it feels the same for the Rams games. It's a soulless building. It's a is soulless it a, building. Is it a Coke um, or a Pepsi stadium? It appears to be fully Pepsi. Uh, oh, yeah, well, big yeah, Pepsi thing in the back. Yeah, no, no. And yeah, so yeah. That's a fail. Never mind. <laughs> so it does appear to be a Pepsi product stadium. Yeah, Andy was drinking a cherry Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, Andy, you should know better. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no, I didn't enjoy. Very disappointed. I didn't enjoy SoFi. I think it's perfect for LA. Um, but I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy that. Part the tailgating wasn't like Jack Murphy, put it that way. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to find our way to that part. I mean, the Charger fan base, like that hardcore part is like small and couldn't really find it. And there's honestly like a really embarrassing story about finding the car after the game. But that's all Andy's fault. Like I'm the visitor. He's the driver. Um, you know, I made my own mistakes on Sunday, but it was yeah. a hint game for your life, I was told. Pardon? Yeah, no, listen, it was a really disappointing game. Maybe I put a little too much stock into that after, and I was a little too verbose about it, and shit better get back on the wheels this week, and we'll, there's a game, and we can talk about it, and I'll give you my two minutes then, and I'll do a show, uh, record it tomorrow morning, where I'll really sort of get into certain things on my fine bolt, but yeah, no, I don't know. C-minus for the stadium. Uh, the game felt like they should have lost by 24 points despite losing by three. There's a goal line stand. The Patriots fumbled. There were some good field goal holds, uh, but just a pathetic day. I, and things got to get fixed on the football field. But even before the game got ugly, like I'm not in, I don't enjoy my, I don't enjoy myself at a game right now. And that's a problem because I want to be able to like go to games and, I don't know, win, lose, like, just have a good fucking time, you loser. Yeah, that, that sounds impossible for you. But let's get to the Thursday game where, 
Now, maybe we need to live stream this as we watch it, but it's Jets at Colts. Last week, Tim, we told you all about Magic Mike and how this could be a Tom Brady situation where Zach Wilson just never comes back and you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback and you scoffed at the mention of that. And now I receive a text message from you that says the last game that Magic Mike will be playing this season is the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I stand by it. Well, they're ten and a half like, point dogs. They're ten and a half point dogs in Indianapolis. 46 is the over-under for this game. Jeff, I'm gonna make this very easy. The Colts are going to blow out the Jets. Give me the minus ten and a half. Okay. I'm gonna take the Colts here, but how dare you? This goes against a lot of things I believe in, and I should stick to things I believe in, like a good team like the Cowboys playing their backup quarterback. I should have just done what I always do. This is it. The, the Colts just played the fifth quarter versus their rival, and now they got to play on a short week. And I could tell you, according to Walter Football, teams playing on Thursday are a mind-boggling Three and twenty-four against the spread, coming off overtime. If they're if they're uh yeah, coming off overtime. When does that date back to? Like ever? Well, that would include every single Thanksgiving Day game. Like we've had Thursday games since twenty uh, since two thousand six routinely. So, okay, yeah, yeah, it seems to be a pretty long. Long, long time frame for like the sample size of this, Jeff. I mean, yeah, no, sense. it's a long, it it's a, a long sense. time frame, but it's just that's a bad. It does not seem right. Um, almost as like it does seem weird. But you're gonna do your John Kerry impression and pick the Colts nonetheless. <laughs> I guess. Call me. Uh, I would need a lot of plastic surgery to become <laughs> this current John Kerry, Tim. But yeah. <laughs> And Colts got some injuries. It seems like they got they're getting banged up more on the defense. Uh, that was a really dispiriting performance uh, by them on Sunday. And I guess I don't know Wentz made his horrible plays. Maybe they're out of the bag. But let's just see how well this this Cinderella slipper fits on Mister White. Well, the the biggest thing in this game is now with some tape on Mike White, although I I think you should have been able to see what was going on as I was cashing running back over tickets for the New York Jets, but they only seem to have two throws that they can make. It's dump it off to the running backs and dump it off slightly over the middle to Jamison Crowder or Elijah Moore. And at least the one part of the Colts that isn't completely banged up with Darius Leonard still healthy is they have a very fast linebacking core. And if they play their cards right, they should be able to telegraph what's going on in the Jets offense pretty quickly. And the Colts do have a very good run defense. And the Jets' defense is bad. So the Colts shouldn't have too many problems moving the ball. It just seems like hey, this opened at 14. It's down to 10 and a half. Uh, I think that people want to believe with uh, in Magic Mike. Are, are we underestimating Magic Mike here, Tim, like you did last week? Yes. You have to be. I mean, you're really going to lay 10 and a half points with Carson Wentz? Yep. Have you seen Carson Wentz? I did. Uh, uh, he's uh, Out of these two quarterbacks, which one can throw with both hands? I saw Wentz throw with both hands last week. <laughs> but you make a very strong case. Now, I wrote on my notepad here in big letters, be sane. So that is the goal here for this segment is to be sane. But like, get, oh, hold on, hold were, on. Before you start, give me a Jets record for the season at the end of the year. 
I, I, I think they could win nine games now. Oh, it was 11 earlier this week. Nah, nine and eight, 10 and seven. Like that's if white plays like this, there ain't nobody stopping us other than like the best teams. Uh, you don't he give played- any credence to like the Bengals just off a huge win, completely overlooked, like just show no respect. And like, you can't think. But that it wasn't Nick- a route. It was a game where they went up and down the field with each other. The Jets were down 31-20 in the fourth. It's not like the Bengals like didn't care, but the Bengals had the game up by 11, but White, being a magician, took the team back. They got a their very first pick of the season. It's like everything worked out perfectly. He looked great. LaFleur called a good game for the first time all season. The team seemed enthused behind him. White was making two, three reads and then throwing the ball. Both his picks bounced off receivers' hands. I mean, they, they wouldn't go down his picks uh, in in a fair sense, he 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 played great. He threw that ball at the end of the game with such touch. The the we got bailed out with that uh, that fifteen yard uh, penalty. But so what? Like like Jeff always says, I don't apologize for my team getting breaks. Agreed. And so I'm not apologizing for us yeah. getting a break. We go into this Thursday night game. White plays great. Uh, he seems to have the confidence of the room. It's his team right now. Salah has been asked now on two separate occasions whether Zach's got the job back when he's healthy and Sala refuses to answer the question. And the reason is, even though it is Zach's team for the future, that doesn't mean it's 2021. This could be Philip Rivers and Drew Brees deja vu all over. And except this time, you know, this team might actually win something before they get rid of that quarterback. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing if white can replicate. Was it a flash in the pan one time only game? Or is this, is this Mike? Is he Mike Flynn or is he Cam Newton? Essentially, like, like Cam Newton's first ever game was amazing, and he had an MVP in his career. Went to a Super Bowl. Matt Flynn had a fantastic game and like was never heard of again. And so, where, what are we looking at here? What type of game do we have? I, I think more the former than the latter. I, you know, that receiving core which I have long been mocked for, but think is true. It's got a significant amount of talent played to its potential last week and it didn't even have Corey davis we get him back maybe this week it depends you add him to that bomb squad receiving core they're getting the running backs moving again white commands the respect of the defense they can't just load the box to prevent the run lafleur seems to have a little bit more freedom in calling the game everything is very exciting and uh the Colts are terrible. The Colts are are cooked in their division. They've lost to the Colts now twice. They're three and a half games back halfway through. That they know that they're they're basically playing out the string. The Jets are energetic. The Colts are deflated. We should on that fast track, Mac, Mike. Uh, sorry, that Mike White should have no trouble in that fast track against the Colts. Yeah, their linebacking core is good, but uh, throw all the stats out. This is a new Jets team. I, I basically. It's like the BCAD split, like before Mike White and after Mike White for this season. And this is the after Mike White. And, and so I'm only interested in what he has done with this team. And uh, you can argue it square, argue it round. I don't care. The Jet, we're teasing the Jets up to the first end of a, of a, of a, of a tease. I, I love what this team, is, this team did last week. We saw the potential that this off, they have 34 points, and they could have had more. They could have had a lot more. They won the game by three. They could have easily won by 17 had it not been for those two weird picks. This is a really good team that underperformed terribly against the Patriots twice and underperformed quite terribly uh, against uh, uh, the Broncos. But they played well against Denver. It, it, or uh, Sorry, they played well against the Broncos. Uh, bro, I keep saying that. They played well against the Panthers. They had their opportunities against the Falcons. I, I, I'm of the opinion 
that while Zach is really good, he's still really young and needs to learn. He needs to spend the year on the sidelines learning. Whoa, whoa learning. hold on a second. This is the a big, yeah, he's the preseason MVP. He was the preseason MVP, but you know who won offensive MVP this week? Who's the best player in football this week? Who's going to win AFC Offensive Player of the Week? Mike White. That's who. Okay. You know, and people are like, oh, well, the Jets can't win the division. Well, wake me up when Buffalo beats a team that's won more games than has lost. Because that hasn't happened yet. I mean, the Patriots, again, wake me up when they beat a team that's won more games than they've lost. So the Jets, so hold, hold on, hold on. So the Jets are bad then, is what you're saying. We didn't. Mike White didn't get to play the, uh, the Patriots in a full game, and when he did play them, he actually, as you guys noted during the game, was moving the ball in a game where he had like he didn't play much of the game. The Jets are really good. Okay, they're really, really, really good when they've got Mike White going like this. This is a team that, in an AFC, as Jeff noted earlier, so we're on the same page, and it is soft at the top. There's no great teams. There's only a couple of really bad teams: Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Miami. Everybody else is in the mix. Any, anyone other than Jacksonville, Miami, or the Texans could make the playoffs, could win the division, could win their division, could win their conference. That's how open the AFC <laughs> is. I mean that. And this, so this makes this a real hinge game oh, for the Jets and the Colts Christ. and the Colts. Because if the Colts lose, then they're three and six in division, uh, three and six, sorry, uh, on the year. They're, they've lost two games to the Titans. They, they're in a, a lot of trouble. They've lost another game to the Jets. The Jets have lost NFC games to the Falcons and the Panthers. It's oh, like tie oh, tiebreakers. I forgot about tiebreakers this early. All right, here we go. Yeah, they don't even, NFC losses don't even really count, right? <laughs> uh, AFC, it's, things are looking good for the Jets, okay? They're looking really, really good. And I am looking forward to this Thursday game because if we win this game, the, that puts the league on notice. I know they can't flex Bills Jets into primetime the week after because it's too late, but they should because the Bills, Bills fans are so anxious. They want the Colts to win so badly because they don't want any part of us with Mike White flying high after two games because McDermott could barely figure out Tua last week. Good luck trying to figure out what Mike White brings to bear. I, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, we are the better team on the field. You go ahead and lay your 10 and a half points with, with uh, Carson Wentz. Go right ahead. Feel good about it if you want. The, the Jets are winning this game, and anybody with eyes to see knows it. Are you should have taken notes. How like, much, I, like how, there, I don't how even much, know. Hold on, hold back. on. How much money are you going to wager on the plus three sixty? It's plus three sixty. Yeah, I think you should just instead of just wagering on that game, you should just add it to every single bet you're going to make during the week because you're just juicing it up for free. No, but I'm asking you how much you're betting on it. I think that that this is like a one or two unit play for me. And which is what? How much money? Usually like a hundred bucks. All right, so, so you're going to bet 200 bucks on the Jets. I want to see this ticket uh, on Thursday night. Okay. All right. Gumbo Jets. Jets. I wish I was taking notes like I had a proper debate to reply to. I well, will you're going you to give... debate with this maniac? He no, well, he said things said. that are factually incorrect like throughout <laughs> that as well. Such as? Well, the Patriots just beat a team with a winning record. Not at home. Uh, you, 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 say, you make a comparison to the Chargers having Breeze and Rivers. One's like the second all-time yards passer. The other one's like seventh, eighth, or ninth or something. Yeah, but my point like, was they have a really good guy who's a rookie who needs to spend time on the bench so that the other guy can play a bit before you move on to the rookie. That was where I met with that comparison. But, but in this comparison, the rookie started. 
And he's so bad that it took him getting hurt to get him off the field to unlock the power of the Jets. And listen, the, the Jets, they do look inspired. I will give you that. Guys are really trying. Does everyone hate Zoomer Zach? Was he giving out Tide Pods for Halloween to the teammates? No. And to see that he was the most excited player on the team to see uh, Mike White won just filled my heart with joy. I mean, this... This team doesn't have the rancor and recriminations that some teams and some quarterbacks may have with each other. This team is is two and five, and you'll need to win nine games in the AFC probably to make the playoffs. And you look at the super soft schedule they've got with two dates with the Dolphins, the Texans, the Jaguars, uh, a Saints team with Trevor Simeon. Uh, things are looking pretty. I mean, the, should split with the Bills at worst. Like th- things are looking good right now for the for the jets you they, say they split, have soft... split with the bills at worst is that what you said that's what i figure i mean i i hard to believe that the team that we've seen from buffalo most weeks uh, is good enough to uh, i mean did they beat the titans paul I mean, paul is now be. saying from the other room he offered you the bet and you wouldn't take it i i don't know why you're turning this back on me why well, you're, you're making about... these bold proclamations people are offering you wagers on this where you can make some money and actually put some real skin in the game instead of just being a psychopath on the other end of a phoner board paul has offered to bet you on this bill's jets thing i tried to make a bet on this jets uh colts game earlier in the week and when i was trying to somebody told me they would refuse to take advantage of me and wouldn't take the bet who was that our friend tim he doesn't want to take advantage of you? Well, Paul is trying to take advantage of you. I was trying to put $200 on the game with him, and he wouldn't take it. Oh, I, I would like to confirm this. Is that a true story? <laughs> yes. I was going. He said, you want to go double or nothing on your golf debt to me with the Jets this week? And I said, yes. And then he said, no, no, I can't take advantage of you like that. Oh, because oh, you're already in the hole to him? 100 and so i was willing to go double or nothing on the jets game yeah so you you didn't have 200 dollars on the game you had i'm putting 200 up and he's putting up yeah i'm putting 200 up no you're not you're already in the hole for 100 how do you not yeah, understand how win, this works if, yeah but if i win that 100 gets wiped away yeah so you'd win 100 well really i'd win 200 no you wouldn't that's not how that works oh okay you're right i would win 100 but i'm wagering 200 you're not wagering 200 you've already lost the 100 but I could get it back. That's what I mean. Oh my God. You see what I mean. Jeff, you do you, understand. do you see what he means? I mean, I know what he's trying to say, but he's like wrong or how he's trying to justify losing. You know, you, know, you guys can money. all bash the jets and I'll be against them. All you want. That's fine. You know, go ahead, have your little games and laugh at them. Here I am just enjoying the fact that my team is really good. And uh, you're just upset about it. <laughs> All right, so re- rest of the season, let's go. So the Colts is a win. Bills coming off the mini by Tim. That's a win. Okay. Uh, against the Dolphins. Win. Again, at the Texans. Win. Uh, at home against the Eagles. Win. At home against the Saints. Win. <laughs> at the Dolphins. Win. Uh, at home against the Jags. Win. At home against the Bucks. Loss. At her, at the Bills in week 17 or 18, sorry. Loss. Okay, so you have them going 8-2 and two the rest of the season. Okay, so that's 10-7. and seven. All right, so that's one game off what I figured. Great, okay. But I just went through that schedule, and outside of the Saints game, but remember Jameis is gone, like they will be either favored or really close to favored in almost all of those games. Will they not be? The, mm-hmm. the only other game would be the Buffalo game. So yeah, if if maybe they go eight and ten, or sorry, eight and uh, nine rather than ten and seven. But other than that, 
they'll either be favored or close to favored in all those games. What odds will you give me that the Dolphins beat them twice? I will go double or nothing on my golf debt to you for that. But if they're not going to be favorites in those games, you said the Jets are going to be favored in both those games. What that doesn't yeah, sound, but you get two bites. That, 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 that doesn't sound very. I, oh, I, I get to take two underdogs for even money. That sounds fair. Well, you sound pretty confident that the Dolphins will win the bowl. I, so. I, I asked you what odds you would give me. So you're not giving me I'll any. I'll give you double or nothing. I'll give you double or nothing. So, 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 you're, not, so you're not giving me any sort of real odds is what you're saying. I'll give you double or nothing that the Dolphins win one of those two games. No, you give me quadruple or nothing because I'm taking two underdogs. No, you only have to win once. Oh, oh, I get to win one of the two games for double or nothing? Yeah, you just need to win one of the two oh, games. Oh, yeah. Did, b- 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 book that right now. Yeah. Jumbo Jets. <laughs> Uh, do you want to take Paul's bet? No. Oh, you don't want to take Paul's bet now. So they're not going to be. No, because I don't Jets. want it to hinge on a week 18 where like we, if we need to win, but the, just too much weird stuff happens in week 18. I don't want to take a week, a bet that involves week 18. Okay. It just seems dumb. Because it would favor the Jets in week 18 over the Bills. I get it. Um, Paul, what or about we you? Have the, or we have the, uh, a wild card spot locked up, but we can't win the division. And so we're not playing anybody in week 18. Okay. What about just for the next next week's Bills game? Are you going to bet Paul on that? Depending on the outcome of the Colts game. If the Jets win, yes. Okay. There we go. So the Jets have to win. Indianapolis for you and I, Jeff? Yeah, I'm going to take Indianapolis. Bad right. pick. Jets for the coin. And Tim Andercast. Tim also I adds... Want credit for being, I want credit for being sane in this segment, too. Yeah, that's exactly how people are going to hear that when, when they when they listen to it. The first thing that's going to pop in their mind is, "Wow, that was a very sane train of thought from Tim Andrewcast." Congratulations, all the credit to you, sane sir. Uh, you're also adding Jets plus seventeen and a half to the teaser. Uh, it is Jets plus sixteen and a half. The six point five team tease. Okay, so 16 and a half. Uh, as note, you lost the teaser last week. Two and seven for the year. 11 and 91 lifetime on your free money teasers. Let's go to Sunday. Atlanta at New Orleans is the first game up. The Saints are favored by six at home. We don't know who's playing quarterback for the Saints. It could be Trevor Simeon. If Taysom Hill gets through concussion protocol, it will be Taysom Hill. I guess uh, Calvin Ridley probably not going to play in this game for the Falcons, but it's funny, Jeff, you mentioned uh, you have certain rules that you like to follow by. I've been doing this with the saints all year. Are the saints favored by more than three? Yes. Other team Atlanta plus six. And I bet you're probably going to get even better than plus six, no matter who plays quarterback by the time Sunday comes along. So I am taking Atlanta in the points here. You. Uh, I'll be on the same side as this one, uh, as you with this one here. I don't really know what to make of the Saints right now. They seem you, you can make the case they're as well prepared to deal with this sort of situation at quarterback as any team in the league. You can make the case that they've been doing this for pretty much two years now, Pat, going back to Drew Brees' injury, but as well when Drew Brees played. I I I I would say the perception is you know, that Breeze was probably much better than he actually was last year when, in fact, that team, the surrounding pieces of that team were already sort of doing what they're currently doing, which is in many ways lifting up that quarterback position. Big win off a Tampa team that they really do have some great success with. Uh, But I'm going to take the Falcons. um, Ugly loss to Carolina, but I'll take the Falcons to cover this one. 
Tim? I, I absolutely adore Atlanta here. This fits into one of my rules, which one of the listeners verified for us, which is my, my whole road dome theory, right? Falcons are a road team that play in domes. This isn't a dome. Six, yeah, I'm not laying six points to Trevor Simeon. I don't, I don't care. That's craziness. The Falcons are feast or famine every week. You never know what to expect from them. But uh, I don't need them to win. I just need them to not lose by a touchdown. Well, I think they're not going to lose by a touchdown in this game. Uh, yeah, give me the Falcons. They are also going up to 12 points, too, on the teaser. I feel good about the Falcons this week. Oh, I feel less good about the Falcons now, but I can't change my pick. It's already in the coin. Is siding with the Saints minus six at home here. Denver at Dallas. Dallas is a nine and a half point favorite in this match. 49 and a half is the over under. I'm guessing Dak is going to play. Dallas is still undefeated against the spread, Tim. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, Dallas is not just a good team in a bad division. They seem to be just a very good team. I think they cover, and we, and we talk about the Broncos being gatekeepers, uh, or at least you have, and this is a gatekeeper game, and Denver should have no trouble getting over that gate. Uh, as long as it's under 10, I will lay the 9.5 with the with the Cowboys. I think that's the way to go here. The Broncos continue to be a very, I mean, they're, they're the least impressive four and four team in football. I have thought for the last two days, almost nonstop, how much I wish we could have played that game with Mike White against the Broncos and how different that game would have been. Like that's, that could be the great what if game of the season for me. Cause the Broncos are not a very good football team. The Atlanta game I sort of write off cause it was in London. It's weird stuff, you know, whatever, but that Broncos game, with the way Mike White's been playing, you put him in under center, we, we probably win that game. So, so you th- so you think they would have had a better result than twenty six nothing? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, I, I do think. I think we probably would have won that game. But <laughs> it is what it is. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Like the past is unchangeable. But Denver is unimpressive, and uh, Dallas, despite being very poorly coached, is playing fantastic football. And so uh, we we take the Cowboys here, Jeff. We see this happen every single year, whether it's like 0-7 against the spread, 7-0 and against the spread. Eventually, it just starts flipping the other way because it almost all balances out. Very rarely do you see a team go like 14-3 and against the spread at the end of the year, like 12-13. Yeah, you'll have your outliers in that sense, but Dallas is going to start losing games against the spread. Whether or not they lose on the field is completely irrelevant to what happens against the spread, especially when you're 9.5-point favors. But if Dak is back for this game do you think he's going to be a hundred percent or do you think that not necessarily a hundred percent in terms of health but do you think he'll be back a hundred percent in terms of his full capabilities like will we be seeing Dak running will they be just doing a lot of turning around and handing the ball off just trying to protect him depending on what the score gets in this game like could this be a game where Dallas wins pretty handily but they just don't cover the nine and a half I'm expecting Dallas to cover. I'm sure down the line. I mean, I'm sure pretty soon they'll break that cover streak. I'm actually not expecting it to happen this week. Denver hitting on my super lock last week, but this is just as bad of a matchup for the Broncos um, with the state of their defense, with the injuries on their defense, you know, forgetting the, just the Von Miller thing. Anyway, they have, they're just, they don't have linebackers. They can't do anything right now. Dak can just work the middle with those tight ends and then start hitting his receivers. They can just dominate them on the ground. 
Denver is, this is as bad of a matchup for the Broncos at this present moment as you could probably give them in the entire league. Clearly, if Dak Prescott plays, give me the Cowboys. I'm going to lay the double digits. Yeah, I'm actually going to take Denver here. I think that is going to be one of those scenarios where this game is just weirdly close. Like, even last week, Denver should have blown the gates off of Washington. I just, watching the game, you're sitting there, it's like, oh yeah, Denver's, no, now Denver doesn't have the ball anymore. What's going on? They can put together like 20 yards of good offense and then it's just completely out the window. And they, even at the end of the game where they give it to Javante and then he fumbles, but they get it back. And then Teddy, for whatever reason, decides to throw it on second down and not keep the clock going. And then Jeff's buddy, Melvin Gordon the third ends up fumbling to turn the ball over. Like it was just a really weird circumstance. Denver actually played a lot better than Washington did in that game. If there's one spot on this Dallas defense that you can really take advantage of them, or at least compared to trying to pass all over them is you can run the ball pretty effectively against them if you're a team that's able to run the ball and i think with both javante and mg3 mel g the sixth spice girl i think they're going to be able to get it on the ground enough to kill the clock keep it relatively close and just pray you don't give up a big play with cedric wilson coming around on an end around and throwing strikes down the field like dallas has that big play potential if they can limit that a little bit because maybe you know the full playbook isn't there for dak in week one back and maybe they come out a little bit rusty i think nine and a half's in play so i don't have the most confidence in it but i'll take denver Plus nine and a half against the spread. And oh, good. The coin agrees with me. That's not a good thing this year, though, as the coin has been doing very poorly. Maybe it's a rebound week for the coin. New England at Carolina. With Carolina, I'm shocked we have a spread on this game because we don't know who's playing quarterback. Sammy scrambles. Tim's former Bo. He moves on from Bo's pretty quickly. Sammy scrambles. Zoomer Zach. And now he's on to Mike White. Oh, I'm curious to know who's next. But he's in concussion protocol, so we might get P.J. Walker playing quarterback i don't know if that matters all that much but they're three and a half point dogs at home against the patriots 41 is the over under you just saw these patriots firsthand jeff are they good or like what's going on with them because when you watch them they don't seem like they're that good yeah i mean i don't know what am i going to say they're not good they pretty much like really controlled the line of scrimmage both sides of it and it led to a lot of problems for the chargers i will say i was i mean if mac jones played well they win by 30 points for like all the raving about his accuracy i thought he missed a lot of open targets that really would have blown that game earlier and instead of it being this you know three points or less game for 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 most of it i'm gonna take i don't know i guess i'll take the patriots to keep it rolling here i really do like the panthers but with the uncertainty at quarterback for the week, uh, I would take uh, Bill Belichick, I guess, versus either of these quarterbacks. Um, I don't love this game, but I don't know. They just, they really could have, they really should have beaten the tar out of the Chargers. Like the final score was not indicative. Time of possession and a lot of other things, you know, were far more indicative to me about how well the Patriots played last week. The coin is going with the New England Patriots as well. Are you jumping on the Pats here, Tim? I think it's the first time all year I picked against the Patriots. I'm going to take the Panthers only because I can't figure out a reason to take the Panthers and the line continues to only be three and a half. And it's, it's a home dog spot Strange. where you figure like, why in the name of heavens would you take P.J. Walker just plus three and a half or Hurt uh, Darnold? three and a half uh, against Belichick, but I, I mean, the Panthers still have game, still have uh, uh, game breakers and 
I, I, you know, the, like Jeff said, Mac Jones has had a couple of games this year, last week included, where he just wasn't accurate. The Patriots still have real issues in terms of uh, running back depth, or sorry, uh, wide receiver depth, and you can't run on the Panthers the way you can run on the Jets and uh, the Chargers. So that will sort of prohibit them from doing some of that stuff. And it's the second road game in a row for the Patriots uh, with a lot of travel involved from going to Los Angeles, now going to Charlotte. I, I, it just seems like a weird line. And I think Carolina's the sharp side. So that's the way I'm going to play it. I'm with you. The Patriots have only covered this spread twice so far this season. That was in both games against the Jets. So if they win, they're probably more likely to win by two or three than they're covering the three and a half. They just don't seem like a team that's going to go out and completely smoke a decent opponent. That's why they're just able to run train on the Jets the entire time. So I guess if PJ Walker starts, this line gets inflated probably up to like six and a half. Uh, Cause it does, this does feel like a Darnold line. If it's going to go, although Darnold has not had the most success against the Patriots. There's a three point swing between Darnold and PJ Walker. I, I don't. <laughs> you really, I don't, I, really? The point. You, you don't, you don't think that there would be a three point swing between Darnold and PJ Walker. No, I actually don't. What can you tell me about PJ Walker? Pardon me? What can you tell me about P.J. Walker? What can I tell you about P.J. Walker? Not a heck of a lot, to be perfectly honest with you. Now, what do you think, Jeff? What? Like, if P.J. Walker starts this game, what do you think that the spread gets up to? I will say, I mean, it does feel like everyone will be betting the Patriots here. If it's P.J. Walker, I don't know, probably just add a couple points but i i'm not that yeah I, I could make the case that this line could already have influence that they are i think it's pj walker yeah, I, I feel the same way and it's a super bowl rematch too wouldn't the panthers like to get some revenge yes yeah, all, all of those all of those panthers who are still so crushed about losing to the patriots in the what 2004 <laughs> super bowl something like that yes <laughs> interesting stuff good good insight on this show from you no i feel about super bowl rematches I don't, because that sounds absolutely ludicrous, but okay. I love them. What's going on, everyone? Are you getting old like me, or do you just feel like in the mornings, if you've had even like two glasses of wine or three beer, that you're not doing good anymore? Or if you go and work out, you're incredibly sore. Have you tried to play like flag football anytime recently, and then the next day, like your hips don't work to the point where walking is difficult. It's not just because you're a terrible athlete now and in horrible shape. It's also because you have no hydration. So Elevate Hydration from Beam is what you need to help yourself recover. Because when you're not hydrated, you know the feeling. Sometimes you get headaches, you have body fatigue. You just don't feel your best. And you should be feeling your best. And Elevate gives your body the electrolytes it's craving thanks to a supercharged stack of electrolytes like coconut water, pink Himalayan sea salt, sourced entirely from nature. Plus, it tastes amazing, and that is pretty awesome as well. Elevate comes in three flavors for your specific needs, but here's really the big deal. You can get them for free right now. Yeah, you want stuff for free? It's super easy. Our listeners can get a free Elevate sample pack by going to beamorganics.com slash mayo. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash mayo to get your free sample pack. Stay hydrated, get your free stuff, and use that promo code MAYO to tell them we sent you, all right? And if you're hungover or if you're just old and out of shape and you need hydration, beamorganics.com slash MAYO is where you want to be. Minnesota at Baltimore. 
Baltimore's favored by six at home coming off the bye week. It looks like everyone's getting healthy. The The Vikings are in a spot now. Uh, 50 is the over-under in this game. That It could not have been a win served up on a bigger platter for the Vikings last week, and they just could not take advantage of one of the better teams in the league without their starting quarterback. Apparently, Cooper Rush, not bad, but the Vikings just played like absolute garbage. I don't know what to make of the Ravens coming off the bye. Do they look like the team for that they have been most of the year or the team that got waxed by the Bengals going into the bye week? I mean, Tim, you're the Ravens whisperer this year. Where are you going? This is a pure play against the Vikings. I mean, their season's over now. You don't lose a game like that with the schedule they've got upcoming and do anything like they all know with what's coming that they're, they're done. Like that's the old line from the Hemingway book death in the afternoon. The bull was already dead. You just didn't know it yet. Except this Viking team sudden knows it has to know it's dead. Zimmer's gone at the end of the year. Like this we've hit November now, and there are certain teams who know that their fate is sealed and Minnesota has to be one of them. And like, yeah, the Ravens had a bad game, but against the, the, the Bengals, a team that knows them, a team that plays them twice a year. It's a divisional game. And the Bengals are a really good football team, so that can happen. The Ravens still have some impressive wins. They have a lot of talent. And the game's in Baltimore. Yeah, give me, I just think the Ravens have to cover this number. We're going to tease the Ravens down to a pick. Uh, I, I think that's the way to play this game. I hate to say it. I'm going to take the Vikings. I don't think they're going to win, so I kind of feel really silly doing that because even though I hate these five and a halves or those numbers that flirt with it, um, this game will end with a field goal, like at the buzzer in the fourth quarter inside the two minute drill to give the win to either of these teams. It's going to be a really weird game. I agree with a lot of Tim's sentiment on the Vikings, but I just feel like at home, they'll play this one close. They'll, you know, they'll do- not home. Sorry, they'll play this one close. They'll do some of those very recent Atlanta Falcons type end of game. Um, just screwy. This can be a close game at the buzzer. Justin Tucker for the win. But I'm going to take Minnesota plus five and a half. Feels gross, though. Feels dirty doing it. Oh, they'd be plus six. Oh, I hate I hate Minnesota. Right. They ruined it. They ruined an account. Is that this book? They're so lucky. They leave up this horrible line way after the fact. And I, I get stupid and I got got. Oh my God. Plus three. They Embarrassing gave, man. They, they gave you the, they gave you a dark helmet. They gave you a fooled you and then took all your money. That's not <laughs> Yeah, They did. And then after, honestly, the between that charger game and that Sunday night, like, Oh, in that gross hellscape of a city, just fucking happy to be home. I like Los Angeles. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, Tinseltown is supposed to be Tinseltown's supposed to be very nice. I mean, you know that from yeah, your as a hard rock and yeah, just happy. Yeah, t- t- Tim, how how much time have you ever spent in LA? Like 45 minutes as I went from one terminal at LAX to another terminal at LAX on a bus. Okay, so you you have the experience to know whether it's a nice city or a bad city. I, I, listen, I hear wonderful things about Hollywood and about Los Angeles. No, I've never been, but like, well, I mean, I've been, but not in person. Like I've Googled around I, I, uh, I, Los Angeles quite a bit. You've taken a celebrity bus tour via Google. Yeah, I well, would say it is, it it is one of the few cities in the world that you could feel like you have a sense of it just because of like film and television having never been there. 
But we all know Tim counts airports as full on experiences and on the official record. So that's not quite what I think. Visited L.A. That's not quite what I think. I don't think you have the full experience of a city just because you've been to the airport. But I do believe and because I believe because it is true that if you have been to a city's airport, you have been to that city. That is an uncontroversial statement. I was in their physical space. I set foot on uh, Los Angeles ground. Ipso facto, I have been in Los Angeles. It's like international waters, honestly, when you're in the airports. It's not actually the town. It's the, it, it counts. It counts. It counts. I've been to Tokyo. I've been to Los Angeles. I've been to San Francisco. It counts. World traveler, it seems. No, I, as you know, I'm not much for traveling, but I've done my fair share of traveling for somebody who isn't a particular fan of travel. Oh, you did go to the Philippines. That's like the one place you've been. To. I did for, for three days. Did you, did you? Can I say one traveling thing? Like there's this new protocol by Air Canada that doesn't even affect me, but I, I absolutely love I also will say, like, going through the airport with a family, they kind of do a really good job. Like, if you don't have a kid, just roll around with a stroller. They'll send you to the front of every single line. It really makes some shitty situations that much better. But now when deboarding planes, and this happened when I came home from Vegas or landed in Vegas, or mainly came home, because when you land in Vegas, everyone's going to Vegas. But they, they specifically say, like, stay seated. People with connecting flights, let them off the plane. Like I've always felt, I never understood why that wasn't like a common thing. And I listen, you could make a joke about it. I often fly direct. I, I mean, travel freak. Yeah. So by direct, really you mean a, on a Gulf stream. Yeah. You, you that, fly, we, Jeff, we get it. You fly private. You take you know. your G2 from, uh, you know, uh, from Toronto to wherever you're going. Yeah. It's exactly where we were. I was in, I trust me. I'm just happy when it's not Air Canada Rouge, pal. Oh, um, well, Air Canada Rouge gives you that iPad you can like watch stuff on if you want to. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, I think that's like is the most common courtesy, common sense thing in the world of air travel. And it it took to 2021 to implement it. Like let people with connectors off the goddamn plane first it's simple is that is that the first time you've ever experienced that though like that that's happened on planes that i've been on but i fly a lot more like especially where i'm at now that there are so few direct flights from where i'm at i always have to connect somewhere else that if it's going through if that plane is going through to somewhere else and they know that people on the flight like if they know that people on the flight are have a connection that they have to go make and it's coming down against the wire i've i've heard them announce before like hey you have to let the people connecting off like they have to go get on their flight or they're going to miss it basically let them off and then you always have like people at the end of flights are absolute jamokes when it comes to doing anything sensible like why is the person like three quarters of the way down the plane fucking standing up getting their luggage i was like where are you going just fucking sit there and allow things to happen in an orderly fashion i agree with you i like, got no problem with standing up to stretch because i'm a tall guy and being allowed to stand up and stretch is important, but you shouldn't. They're, be they're marking your, their territory in the aisle. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be fishing for your luggage. It's perfectly fine if you're a three quarter to stand up and stretch because you've been seated for three or four hours and you're a tall person and it's just uncomfortable. But yeah, don't be blocking the aisles. Don't be trying to make an escape plan. If someone has a connecting flight, just be courteous, people. Let those people. You are not in that much of a rush that you need to get out before the person who's got a connecting flight. 
Life is too short to worry about trying to beat that person to the punch. Let them go. Yeah, and, it's okay. and listen, you're not, you can't even beat the person to the punch because it goes row by row when you end up going out. Like you see the people well, trying to like too. you see the people trying to like like you said, trying to like muscle their way up, and it's always you can tell the look of the person who's doing it. Put it that way. Uh, <laughs> they're they're the people that want to sit first class, but you know, I mean, because that's the move. If you want to get off the plane first, buy a fucking first class ticket. If it's going to exactly, cost, it's not it, that much more expensive. It is. Buy the it, first class. Hold on, hold on, Tim. It is a lot more expensive to buy a first class. Well, ticket. depends. I guess. It's more than double what your price would be. Okay, well, whatever. But if like if it's that important to you to get off the plane first, I would like, I would agree with you. If it is that important for you that you need to make a break for it, where you have nowhere to go, like that's it. Like I, my time is I guess just not that valuable that I would spend it on the first class. I actually prefer to be amongst the people. No, oh, but dude. that's me. <laughs> said, said, said by someone who has I guess never flown first class before. <laughs> I have flown first class before, and it's nice. But there's something to be said about being amongst the people. Yeah, it sucks. Why? What is that? You, you get you get you get sat next to the lady with a fake tan who's wearing fucking sandals on the plane, trying to make the break for it out early. That's who you get stuck next to. Well, you know what? But th- this is why there's a distinction between you and I and Jeff on this show is that I don't look down at the people. I embrace them for who they are, and I I don't judge them. You guys judge them. <laughs> That's why I pay for first class tickets or get them comp to me through plans well, and that's fine i got no problem with that either i'm also not offended when they pull the curtain across either it's like yes they paid more they should have their privacy like i support that d- differentiation too but i've been in first class and it's been really nice but there's something to be said about being amongst the people uh for a short flight that uh, doesn't bother me i don't need the airplane food and the bottle of wine like i'm fine with my full can of dc and the peanuts. Like, that's just as good as I figured you would just want the bigger seat. Ah, the big seat's nice, but honestly, I'd rather I'd just as well be in the uh, the exit row. And you don't want the laydown pod to have a nap? That would be nice. If I was going on a, like a 16-hour, 12-hour flight where that would make sense, yeah, okay, that that's fine. But if it's a short, like, from here to Toronto, I don't need to be first class for that. No, no, that 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 makes it even better. It makes the flight just fly right by. It's it's excellent news. Anyway, that's first class with Pat and Jeff and the plebs with Tim. It's it's a yeah, weird it's, right. a, it's a really weird take for you, Tim Too Rich. Well, it, it, so maybe the whole Tim Too Rich sobriquet doesn't fit. Oh. I, I have some real democratic tastes. It just sounds like you spend your money on really stupid stuff and not stuff that it would actually make you more comfortable. We're almost at 300, by the way, in the countdown for how much I've spent on McDonald's. Oh, you're is it over? Yeah, yeah. Is it, is it over yet? No, it ends a week from Monday. Yeah, see, this, this, this gym program you got on really saved you a ton of money at McDonald's. It really has. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get to the corner. Oh, let's, uh, let, let's, that's a good SEO tease, but let's move on to the next game. Uh, Jeff, did you know that Tim goes to the gym now and is asking people like, "How much do you lift, bro?" He's a real expert. Yeah, here he's after, like a after, lift a, bully. After, yeah, after a week of working out, <laughs> two weeks. But we'll get into this. I don't don't steal my thunder. All right. Uh, oh God, this is a sad game. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Uh, the Bengals are favored by three at home. Forty seven is the over under. Baker's hurt, and Baker doesn't look good. I'll take the Bengals minus three coming off a loss. That it's in short list for super locks for me here. Conklin's out like four to six weeks too, and. Their offensive line looks significantly worse in Cleveland when he is not playing. Anyway. I'll, I'll go. I like the Bengals here as well. The Browns do not look good. They look hurt. 
but I feel contractually obligated to mention this is, of course, the greatest fantasy team game of all time, 58-48, Bengals-Browns. So maybe we'll get a game like that again. Yeah, but Derek Anderson's not playing quarterback. Was it Derek Anderson or Kelly Holcomb? I feel like we talk about this every year. Yeah, maybe it was Kelly Holcomb. Maybe you're right. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. I think it was. It was Kelly Holcomb. Threw for five touchdowns. Carson Palmer threw for four touchdowns and three picks. I think I think TJ Hushmanzada had two touchdowns in that game, maybe three. Receiving uh, TJ Hushmanzada, yes, he well, no, actually, he only went two for four catches and for two touchdowns. Yes, you're yeah. right. He went crazy. Rudy Johnson had a fantastically huge game. Uh, let's see here in terms of the Browns. It was a Joe Juravicious. Uh, oh, Antonio Bryant had oh, two touchdowns that day. Antonio. Joe Jervin and Steve Hyden had three touchdowns that day. <laughs> what year was the that? The greatest fantasy game of all time. There was another one. It may have been that year, because I think that was the Brown shootout year. And Jeff, maybe you'll remember this. It was a Chargers game. I don't remember who the Chargers played, but I feel like the the final score was like 54 to 51 or something just completely insane. It was a lot like that Saints-Giants game from a few years ago too, where I think there was like 94 total points in it, but it was from that era. It was a chargers game from that era. Cause uh, Tom Wilson played in the game. I, I, anyway, who are you taking here, Jeff? So I'm just going to go macro here for a moment and say, I do believe now that we're past the trade deadline and sort of all of the rumblings of Watson and what have you are, are put behind us. I do believe it's already a big story, but I believe the biggest story sort of in trying to figure out like long-term football things now for the rest of the season is going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, it is hyper rare for a quarterback to be drafted where Baker was drafted and to not have the option or the contract extension, sorry, the contract extension already worked out after year three. I want to say in the last 15 years, um, no quarter, the only quarterback to sign that extension with the team that drafted him, um, but didn't have it done by this time frame that Baker is in was Andrew Luck. And he was such a super phenom that that was probably more of like a negotiating tactic by one of those camps involved. And Baker Mayfield's essentially playing for his job in Cleveland now. Because a lot's going to happen this offseason. Oh my God. Gonna be able- I-, I was just thinking, I don't think that he's going to be back in Cleveland. And I think one of the I think the main reason that he's playing so poorly right now is that he's actually quite banged up and he's really trying to tough through it and they'd probably be better off with Keenum right now. Do you know where Baker goes next year and is amazing? Pittsburgh? New Orleans. Yeah, that'd be a spot. I don't know if he could be amazing because I don't think he's capable of being amazing. But Yeah, I mean, I think everyone is going to be linked in different ways to New Orleans and their cap situation could maybe limit them from maybe making one of the bigger moves, but they've been really good over there at circumventing certain cap things. Or like the Rams. Always seemingly, they're always seemingly <laughs> in cap hell or they're always willing to deal um, top draft picks. That's never really an issue for, for the Saints. But yeah, the Browns are going to say, like, would we prefer ba- is, like the, Baker's being evaluated versus Rodgers versus Watson ver- versus all these guys, even Matt Ryan. Um, you know, you could debate how good or much you think is left there. I think the Browns are now debating their options with everybody. And what we all expect to be is a pretty interesting offseason in terms of quarterback, veteran quarterback movement. I think the Browns are in the forefront of it. And, and this could be mean, but 
there's a lot of talk out there in some ways saying Baker's got the second half of the year to prove he's not Jared Goff. I mean, I, I think that tracks, but I do think that he's in a weird circumstance where, like, I don't know if he has feeling. And I know he doesn't throw with his left hand, but, like, I don't think his left shoulder has any feeling in it at this point. Well, but if that's the case in the Browns coaching staff and, and, like, everyone have an obligation to not play him. Like, they have an obligation to say, you're too hurt to play. Get on the bench. Like, this team could make the playoffs still, <laughs> clearly. This team could do something. If they think Baker is the better QB, let him have a month off and let Keenum have the reins until he's healthy again. I think it's it's classic Cleveland Browns malpractice to let him take snaps if he's this hurt. This is going to be a four-quarter football game down to the very, very, very end. Uh, I don't like doing it. I'm not betting it for real, but I'll take the I'll take the points here with uh, with the Browns. I think there's a three-point game either way. So I got outs inside the number, pushed the number, went outright. Uh, no, that's how I, I don't think it. this game's going to be close, Jeff. I think you're on the wrong side, but Yeah, I don't love it enough. It's not going to cost me anything to be wrong on this one. The Browns' defense is still rated as third best in football right now. So I can see this game playing to the under. The over-under is 47. I think that's the bet in this game, under 47. Especially, you would think so. The Bengals a... can score in bunches. That's sure, the thing. But, but, I mean, they can score in bunches, but they're playing a pretty good defense this time around. Like, what do they... What was the score of their Pittsburgh game? I feel like that was a 15, low 20, 24 to 10. Yeah, 24 to 10. Oh. Yeah, no, the, the, the Bengals against the Steelers. So 24 against the Steelers. I mean, that's the best defense that they've played this year. I guess they played the Vikings in week one before the Vikings were the Vikings. Like, the Ravens' defense isn't good. The Jets' defense isn't good. The Lions' defense isn't good. The Packers' defense is pretty blah. I could just see this going, especially because it's going to be cold, I would assume, in Cincinnati. I mean, it's cold kind of everywhere and sort of... You know. How north is Cincinnati? Like, do they consider that the north or the south? Because isn't it, like, on the border of, like, Kentucky? Midwest. Midwest, yeah. Is it really Midwest? But, but how is it in the Midwest when it's in the eastern part of the United States? Like, is Cleveland in the Midwest? Yes. Ohio is, is I a could drive there state. in four hours. That's the Midwest? Yes. So is Michigan. So is Ohio. How is, how is that? No, is, is Michigan's it, not the Midwest. Isn't, like, Wyoming the, the Midwest? No, that's the, those are no, the No, the Midwest to me is, like, Chicago. Those are the prairies and the plains. Chicago is the Midwest. Milwaukee is the Midwest. Indiana is the Midwest. Am I wrong? No, those are all Midwestern spots. Absolutely. But like Cleveland is like not that far from them, man. And neither is Cincinnati. I just don't get how something geographically in the eastern part of a place can be considered. Are they just comparing it to New York? Like it's Midwest compared to New York. Well, but look, like Cincinnati is further west than Detroit is like not that far at all from Indianapolis. But is it like St. Louis, the Midwest? St. Louis is the, no, St. Louis would be like the end of as far west as you could go and still be in the Midwest. Cincinnati is in the far west of Ohio. So Cincinnati's as far east as you could be. No, I would say it's like the opposite of St. Louis. I would say Detroit and Cleveland. Detroit's not in the Midwest. I I would say, yeah, that Michigan is a Midwestern state. No, no, come on. Well, I mean, if you consider think, if you consider Detroit to be in the Midwest, is, does that La- make, is Windsor th- in the Midwest? Say, does that make, does, does that make Toronto a Western city in Canada? Because they're fucking no, three the, hours from each other. Driving. Although the Maple Leafs played in the Western Division for forever, but no, I so, wouldn't say. So that, how does I mean, so how does that track? 
because there aren't ma- as ma- nearly as many no. massive cities to the east of Toronto the way there is to the east of Detroit or uh, uh, even Pittsburgh. So what does that have to do with this? That? Is, is Nashville in the Midwest? No, it's in the South. I guess, yeah, because Vanderbilt's in the SEC. So, yeah, you're right, yeah. I think think as Tim just pointed out, you can't just use arbitrary division names. So I'll use the... He's talking about... But isn't Ohio Ohio State eventually going to join the SEC at some point or someone from the Big Ten? Here's what our experts Wikipedia say. When you look up Midwestern United States, it includes all Ohio and Michigan. It goes as far west as the Dakotas and... uh, uh, Nebraska and Kansas, and as far east as uh, as uh, uh, Ohio. I went to the University of London, Ontario, in the Midwest. Is what you're telling? No, because that's a different country. So no, I know, but still, and what's the Detroit. name of and what's the name of the university in London? Western. I rest my case. <laughs> as Western Ontario. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just telling. According to Wikipedia, there's a Eastern North uh, West. And a Western, North, Central, or whatever. And Ohio, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio are on the Eastern side of it. And they count. That's what it says. I mean, look, it's all arbitrary. These are all arbitrary distinctions that don't mean anything. But there you have it. Geographically, it makes absolutely no sense. Like none well, whatsoever. It's, it's west of Pennsylvania and New York State. So. so so those are the only places in America that matter until you get to California? No, but they're the Northeast and the Atlantic seaboard. Like the, those are the cities that matter for the East and Atlantic seaboard. So you're those, moving west of that. Those are So anything yes. west of New York is in the west of the United States is what you're saying? I'm not saying it. I'm saying that the way that the geography is considered that Ohio is a Midwestern state. Yes. That seems absolutely, that, considering you could fly to the Atlantic Ocean in probably an hour tops, and it would take you three and a half, four hours to fly to the Pacific Ocean from Ohio. It seems kind of crazy. Okay, well, take it up with those people who make those distinctions. Don't break, take it up with me. I'm just repeating what I, what I see. Anyway, I'm taking Cincinnati, uh, and I like the under in this game. Buffalo and Jacksonville. on the Browns? Uh, no, the coin took the Browns with you. Buffalo and Jacksonville. Uh, the Bills got me a Tua helped me out with a nice greasy cover with the Bills as my super lock last week. Uh, but he actually played pretty well in that game until then, which was really strange. Uh, Jacksonville is a 14-point dog at home. 49 is the over-under. I mean, I'm just going to take the Bills again. The Bills keep covering these giant spreads. I'm going to keep taking them in these giant spreads until they at least don't cover one of them. They, they are what the Ravens used to do to bad teams like two years ago. They just absolutely steamroll the lowest of the low teams, and we'll see how they do in some of these coin flip games. But give me the Bills, minus 14 on the road, Jeff. If this game was like two weeks later, that stadium would be 88% Buffalo. But just because it's in early November... It'll probably be like 55%. You kind of took it. They they are just annihilating these bad teams. Even in a game they have no business covering that's close the entire way, 90% of it. In the end, they'll just, they'll, they'll just like throat stomp you. Am I worried with a number this big that uh, that Trevor can backdoor me and how many, you know, points they have to be up for me to avoid that situation is, is, 
annoying to think about, but give me the bills. I'll lay these, these touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Trevi better start figuring out how to backdoor someone because he might not be getting his second contract either. He might need some cash in a few years. And that's going to be the route he has to take Tim. You might've been right about Trevi. Not, not looking so hot. Nope. He's not. And look, you know, it's still early to take a, a victory lap, but, uh, he certainly isn't the transformative John Elway quarterback that I was promised by all the uh, the experts in the NFL. Uh, the only reason to take the Jags here is if you think this is sort of a look-ahead game for the Bills for the Jets next week, but I, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take uh, the I'm gonna take the Bills here, like but without it, much confidence. I gotta say, it feels like the Bills couldn't have played worse last week, and they still covered the 14 points. Yeah, but I feel like Jacksonville couldn't play worse than they did last week against Seattle and Geno Smith. Yeah, they but they, they, they played they I, I played just, a much inferior team and still got absolutely trained. Like just, got I, I just, I just, I, yeah, I, I can't bat Jacksonville right now. I just can't. Where's the game next week? The next next week, I believe it's at Orchard Park, but I will look it up. Oh, we'll how many that. points are you expecting the Bills to be favored by? Well, I suppose it depends how they do this week, eh? Well, I'm just saying, if both of your predictions on the Bills and the Jets come through, like if the Jets win. Okay, so the game's in, in Gotham. Uh, I would say it's probably Bills by nine. I can tell you the line right now is Bills by 13 and a half. Tim, if sure, but some... it was Sure, but it was also... 14 before the Jets beat the Bengals last week. And if they beat a, as a 10 and a half point dog, beat the Colts and have the mini buy. Yeah. It'd probably be nine and a half, maybe 10. I would say it'd probably be a record in NFL history. You win these three games with these three point spreads outright. You're the only guy delusional enough to call it, but Hey, go Jeff. I called a few things that no one saw coming this year, like Kansas city. Kansas city's four and four, by the way, they're still four and four. (laughs) <laughs> They're still going to win their first playoff game. I'd hate to play them. It's annoying. Uh, here's a, uh, you know, maybe the first pick is on the line here. Houston at Miami. Well, it isn't for Miami because they don't have that pick. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Miami's favored by six and a half in this game. 46 and a half is the over under. The one main thing that I was, I can't believe they're, they're still starting Davis Mills. I think Tyrod's ready to go. He's give the poor guy a chance. Too bad. It's funny that everyone has been linked to the saints. Do you think rivers is going to come out of retirement and play for the saints? I thought that Tyrod would have been a nice trade for them at this point. Yeah, I guess that would have, I did, actually didn't even connect that dot. That'd have been perfect for them. Good spot. I don't know. I would, I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it. That would be something else for me to uh, spend my Sunday mornings watching i'm in favor of of as many rivers laps as i can get even after the fact so on this game six and a half seems like a lot for the dolphins at this point in time right but like the texans are truly awful yeah the dolphins are just as much unlucky as they are bad like the dolphins are bad but they are not quite as bad as their record indicates whereas the texans absolutely are so we're going to tease Miami down to uh, to minus 0.5. I just need to get a win out of them in this spot, which I should. And, uh, yeah, we'll pick the Dolphins against the number. Just, the Texans are just so, so dust. How can you pick them? Not with getting less than a touchdown. I just can't imagine. I was telling Tim last week that I actually feel for him in some ways because I do believe the Jets are unfairly ridiculed. 
like to an unfair extent, but there are many teams or, or, or there are plenty of teams in this league who have probably had a worse last 15 to 20 years than the jets who, I don't know. They, they like the jets, they, they're very polarizing for what they do, but I don't think the state of the franchise is nearly as bad as, as people make it out to be. There are a lot of really shit situations out there. Like in some ways, Miami should be made, made fun of on. What did I tell you? Instead of the jets. Yeah. The, what did I tell the, you? the biggest difference between the two though, is that you're dealing with the, just as Tim always points out, you know, when you're the preeminent AFC franchise, like the New York jets, jets fans and the media by and large, just completely. Anytime the jets do something, okay, it gets blown out of proportion. Like, oh my God, this is the Jets' time. And then they turn out to be... Mike White. Then they turn out to be truly awful. Just Dolphins fans, people in Miami, they don't really care about the Dolphins. The Dolphins being good would be nice, but they still get to live in Miami, which is excellent. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Obviously, they're not going to have that that fever pitch thing. And the Jets are polarizing because I feel like there are a lot of people who are in the media because of the New York thing who... I think our, uh, you know, grew up fans of um, the Jets locally. Nonetheless, I think it's too many points. I'm going to take the Texans here. The Dolphins don't score very much. They shouldn't be favored by a touchdown. I'm with you. I'm going to take Houston in the points as well. Uh, I thought this was going to be a three and a half point game when it opened, (laughs) which is kind of sad to say. Although I can see the Dolphins finally, like by the advanced numbers, Miami, as Tim pointed out, are not as bad as one in seven, where the Texans are truly the worst team in the league. They're worse than the Lions are. And now they don't have Mark Ingram. So, I mean, maybe that's a boost for them. Who knows? Okay, that, that can only help. Not uh, having Mark Ingram on your team is always a good thing. The one the one discrepancy in this game is why I think that Houston can potentially cover this, that I can see a bunch of stalled drives from Miami. Like, Miami has objectively the worst offensive line in football. They cannot block like even watching the bills game last week it was just Tua on the run the entire time like even when you were mocking him uh for one of his throws then you watched the replay and you're like oh oh okay like he took two <laughs> steps and and oliver was all over him uh there was nothing he could really do is that the texans pass rush especially the past few weeks hasn't been all that bad like even if you're playing DraftKings this week i know you kind of have to plug your nose but like the texans d could come up like until they get some protection on this line it's gonna be hard for them to score too many points so uh, i'll take the six and a half with houston vegas traveling west for the new york giants uh the story broke this afternoon tim that henry ruggs was involved in a car accident where he was suspected of driving under the influence and that was not you know there was no breathalyzer report or anything like that and he killed someone in the crash uh he was the driver of the car uh, so I, the, 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 uh, the Raiders have come out and said that they're waiting for more information to be released on this before making any sort of judgment. That's a pretty dark cloud over this team, regardless of how it comes out, especially for this week, a team that's had to go co- like, you know, they had to co- overcome their head coaching situation. This is a completely different type of yeah. thing now. Um, and I don't think that Ruggs is going to play this week, but and, and they're <laughs> traveling to the East coast for an early game, but they're three point favorites against the giants. I actually love the Raiders in this game, and I don't want this to kind of talk me out of it because uh, it's a weird situation. But I'm going to take the Raiders minus three on the road. The Raiders have surprisingly one of the better defenses in football. They have the best pass rush 
in football. And the Giants have one of the worst offensive lines and one of the quarterbacks who, when you pressure him, does crazy things. So I think Vegas wins the game. I don't think it's a blowout by any means, but I think it's a really nice spot for them uh, in this situation. So I'll take Vegas minus three at the Giants. How about you? I feel exactly the same way you do about this game before we got that news. And now I'm now a little bit less anxious to take the Raiders, but I still will. And I mean, the Giants kept the Chiefs to three points last night, but the Chiefs kept turning the ball over or trying to turn the ball over all the time. So it's hard to get a good gauge in that. The Giants have played a couple of other good games this season, going into New Orleans and winning, like almost winning on that Thursday night against Washington. Like the Giants, I, I think the Giants are the team I like watching play football least. They're the team I'm least interested in watching right now. Just there's nothing about them that I find exciting. Uh, and I kind of do like to watch the Raiders. Uh, I will take the Raiders, but I don't love it anymore. Let's see, they covered at Washington. They covered at the Saints. They covered at the Chiefs. I don't think they've covered a home game yet this season. They got beat by the Rams. They did not cover against the Rams at home. They didn't cover against the Falcons at home. They didn't cover against the Broncos at home. They didn't cover... Actually, they covered against the Panthers. They killed the Panthers at home. That was their one home one home cover of the season. I, I just like the Raiders here. I think the Raiders are significantly yeah. better. Giants a tough team, I guess, in some ways to gauge because they've been playing some really competitive games and have looked pretty good the last couple weeks. The, just this Joe Judge thing is a total embarrassment. His comment about the, the timeouts, like what a goddamn clown show. Like if it was an issue for one game, if it was an issue in week one, you say that better end now. Or like week two tops to literally be publicly complaining about something that that's apparently in your mind been happening for eight weeks that you think is out of your team's control is insane. And it's clearly not true. Um, everyone just saw the Giants look really good and, and play ultra competitive against a team that I still think, you know, football fan, you know, still holds in the highest esteem for the most part. The Raiders, though, man, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Giants win this game. And I don't know how to reverse curse, but I'm going to pick the Raiders. They've been through a lot of shit this year. And this is as not as this is just as dispiriting as as anything, probably maybe in more dispiriting to the locker room in some ways than the coach. If a friend of theirs is facing some pretty serious like long-term ramifications in in a tiny little room potentially and that being said they were galvanized by the earlier crap and i think in some ways get not being in town is going to be helpful for this one um i'm going to pick the raiders and i'm going to say this and i i can't believe i'm saying it That you're picking the Raiders? Like a month ago, I made fun of the fact that can we just end this Derek Carr for MVP bullshit? Like, can we just end it? Like, I don't know what content clicks or mainstream shows need to have these debates, but they need to have them. And this debate is laughable. But as we've sort of pointed out over the years when discussing these awards and debating these awards, there's a lot of context that goes into them and the vote. And if they can maintain this play, he can maintain his play and they can continue to win games despite the, the coach situation that happened and that turmoil. And now this, 
like that narrative that leads to getting votes is going to pick up steam. And it's weird that like disgusting off field incidents can do that. But, but that's how I think this has a potential way of, of playing out. And I hope I'm dead wrong. Cause the chargers are in a goddamn battle um, in a wide open division for, I guess, four teams. When you look at the standings said a lot of words, I'm going to pick the Raiders. Okay, so Raiders for the three of us. The coin is taking the Giants. Brings us to the midway point of the show, which means it is time for a Cuss Corner mini. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, so, like I sort of teased earlier in the episode, I have now committed myself to the life of lifting. And it's something that I've been practicing, both with people helping me and on my own. And the last week or so, I've been doing it on my own, working out different muscles and different groups. And I've had a particular like for the bench press. Uh, but when I'm on my own, I don't feel comfortable putting on a bunch of plates on the bench press because I don't want I don't want to ask for a spotter quite yet and so I want to do it without spotter so I haven't been putting any plates on the bar the bar's heavy on its own it's 45 pounds and so I've been bench pressing several sets from different positions inclined seated whatever uh the the 45 pound uh bar And, and it's now to the point where I feel like my motor paths are working very well and uh I just feel better already. I, I feel better from lifting. I, I really strongly recommend it. That's it. I mean, yes, we're, we're exercising will make you feel better. I, I don't want to discourage you from this. I really want to lay into you about like three or four things you said, but I do not want to discourage you from going to the gym. So I agree with you. I'm proud of you. I'm glad you're getting stronger. Thank you. Now lay into me. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Please do lay no, into me. I, I, I have a very specific rule that I go by that I never make fun of anyone at the gym ever because I think that people going to the gym is step one of getting to the place that you need to be at. Uh, and especially in terms of physical health. So whether you're advanced, whether you're a beginner, don't shame anyone at the gym because people are there for all of the same goal to be healthier. So I think that's, uh, that's not something that I want to do. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Well, okay, here's what, Jeff, let me, let me ask you this. You know, Tim was calling out people, our <laughs> friends, about how much that they lift and, like, how much they can I bench was. press? Yeah, I heard he's bullying people about what they're lifting right now, which is a pretty interesting pivot for Tim. I'm not bullying them how much they lift. I'm just asking them whether they even lift. Like, I asked somebody, hey, do you even lift, bro? And the answer, like, and the answer uh, was no, but then it came out. He could lift like five times what you can lift. He well, I don't know about five times. I can do out. 90. I can do 90, but I need to have a spotter because I don't want it to crush me if, uh, if you, I'm only just doing you a couldn't couple even put the, You can't put the plates on the bar. No, 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 no. So that was misconstrued. I absolutely that, that, that is exactly what you said. What Please I was wear. trying to say was I don't feel comfortable putting the plates on the bar and lifting on my own. Because I want to have a spotter. I, of course, I can put the plates on the bar and clamp them. I'm not incompetent. I don't need a, a personal valet to put my weights on the bar. Although that would be nice. Wouldn't that be a nice thing at a gym to have? Now that you mentioned it, to have like one of these. Sure the tra- if you had a personal trainer, I'm sure they would do that for you. Yeah, but even if you never have a personal trainer, just one of the things they did for you at the gym was that they had somebody in the who worked in the weights section 
whose job it was to put weights on and off your bar. That would actually be really convenient. But no, I can put the weights on and off. It's just a factor of I haven't been doing it because I don't want it. I just don't want to ask for a spotter. And uh, why, I'm not why, comfortable. Why, why don't you ask someone to spot you? Well, if I don't know the people, I don't like, what's the end? You don't just walk up to somebody and say, can you spot me while I pump like 80 pounds? I would feel very emasculated doing that. So I, I wouldn't do that. Well, but as long as you keep showing up there, you'll make gym friends. You'll make lifting friends. Like, have you bought lift lifting shoes yet? So I was looking into lifting shoes, lifting gloves. Uh, what do I buy for pre-workout, for post-workout? Well, I get a lot hold, of hold, hold on, hold on. Why do you need pre and post workout? You told us that you chug a diet Pepsi the second when you walk, like right before you walk. First, in. that is not what I said. Uh, you said you finished it in the parking lot before you went in. Not a diet Pepsi. Oh, diet Coke. Sorry. Yes, my pre workout is a diet Coke in the parking lot before I go in, and my post is the other diet Coke sitting in my cup holder for when I come out. Because it as we are, as our as our uh, weightlifting friend told us, your body processes diet Coke the same way it processes water. Did he not? Did he, he not say he, that? He did say that. I mean, he also gave us some other facts about Diet Coke that he heard on a podcast and then refused to tell us what the podcast was. I couldn't remember. But the point was that diet, your body uh, processes Diet Coke the same way it processes water. And yet right now my pre-workout is a DC. So yeah, but but you realize that Diet Coke and water aren't the same thing, right? Like you're not getting hydrated when you drink Diet Coke. Well, that's not what, as I understood the term processes it, I understood that it meant that it hydrates you just as much. Okay, that's not what he meant. Well, it wasn't clear to me. I thought that's what he meant. How that is that not no clear problem. to you? How would you think that drinking Diet Coke is giving you good hydration? What's I wrong would, with you? You are, a fucking, you are a fucking doctor. It's 99% water. My, okay, whatever. It gives you caffeine. It makes you full. So like, I'm one of these people where I'll get to the gym and start working out. And like halfway through my workout, I'll think I should just quit and go get a sandwich. What? Or I should just go quit and get a hamburger. That's what I would like you to do right you, now. you find that working out makes you hungry? I find it makes me starving because I have all the TVs on. And the TVs have all those fast food commercials. And I see like an advertisement for like the two for eight Whoppers at Burger King. And like halfway through my workout, I think I could just stop what I'm doing this very instant. Go get showered. Go to Burger King. Eat two Whoppers in the parking lot. And I would be so happy right now. And so what I need to do is when I go into the gym, I need to feel full I, or at least not hungry. I don't need to be like stuffed, but I need to feel not hungry. And the thing about Diet Coke is that it's carbonated. It's what fills you up. And uh, it, it's also got caffeine in it. So you've got some energy. So I've been drinking the DC before and the DC after. And that also prevents me from stopping at Wendy's or McDonald's or Burger King on the way home after my workout, not to ruin it. I don't know how I would feel like if I had like a full stomach if I went to go work out. Jeff has. I mean, it's not a full stomach. A can of DC is not a full stomach. Tim or Jeff has Tim inspired you to take up lifting? No, no. So you don't. So you don't lift is what you're saying. You don't lift, bro. <laughs> like now that I lift, I can't imagine not wanting to lift. Like when I'm not lifting, like you I feel like I lift, should be lifting. That's the second time you said you don't lift, bro. Well, do you don't apparently. <laughs> I, 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 and look, I didn't either but now like it was not an addiction per se because you can't get addicted to these sorts of things but like every day I don't lift I feel like I should be lifting like okay, I'm enjoying that's, that's healthy I I'm think. enjoying that's... lifting that, that 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 tension on my muscles I really enjoy that I I think I just know that I'm doing the right thing good 
but I'm I don't want to ruin it by I'm getting happy two junior big confused. I don't want to ruin it by doing what I would often do, which is go hit up Wendy's after a workout, get two JBCs, because I'd think, well, I've earned this. I've done a good workout. And I realize that's just basically revving the car in neutral. I'm not helping myself any. So by drinking these carbonated drinks after the workout too, it prevents me from stopping at McDonald's or Burger King or wherever on the way home. Why do you keep saying McDonald's? I don't understand that. It's spelled MC. Yeah, McDonald's. Like a big, oh, I'm sorry. Is the big hamburger there called the Big Mick? Yeah, but that's, big Mac. but that's also, how do you spell Big Mac? And in French, are they not the Mac Poulet and the Mac Croquette? How, it's, the, uh, it's actually a Poulet McCrocket, but um, if you spell Big Royale Mac, with cheese. Can, can you spell uh, Big Mac for me? Spell it out. M-A-C. Okay, and how do you spell McDonald's? Obviously M-C. So why? Mac and Mac are... No, oh, you, I don't know. You, you want to tell some... some you go, you go tell my, grandmother, my grandmother's whole side is McNeil, and people say McNeil and McNeil, and they don't make much of a distinction between the two, even though, of course, they're spelled differently. And I understand that one is Scottish and one is Irish, and there's historical distinctions. I don't know, but people in my family have always said, like, my grandmother always used to say McDonald's, I guess, and it must have just sort of, like, integrated into me. Remember we had this conversation earlier this week that maybe your grandmother yes. is not the beacon of normal behavior? Yes, I'm realizing this now. <laughs> that everything she did 50 years ago may not be applicable to right now. You, you, yes, we did have this discussion, and and I see what you're saying. But on my point, don't you find the same thing that as soon as you leave the gym, you think, "Oh my God, I'm starving. I want to go get a hamburger." No, in fact, I, I really, feel, I, do. I really feel like I'm not hungry for ages after. It's like oh, I, no, no. I have I, way more. I have way more energy after the gym. That, I have that, That's why. That's why I try to work out at like 10 or 11 a.m. in the morning. Is that I feel like for the rest of the day I have great energy and I'm not as hungry throughout the course of the day but it also so i do find but, i have but, energy but it but it also depends on what i'm doing at the same time like if i do go and i do like heavy weights uh and i'll have to basically force that's why people take the, the protein powder right afterwards i'll go try to make sure that i go eat a protein heavy meal right after yeah, why would you go to the gym and not lift i mean tim look at me i don't understand why i'd ever go not to lift now like now that i can lift why not just go to lift like cardio is fine but now that i get into the weights like if you're like the weights the way to go it, the cardio it, at the end it's not like a burden and i'm not now spending my whole time at the gym thinking about what i'm going to eat afterwards which i used to. I'm, I'm happy for you yeah but like, i haven't i but you've somehow turned into obnoxious gym guy after 10 days yeah, of i'm not <laughs> uh, it's I'm not i'm not being obnoxious yeah, but no, you you're making it intimidating for like the way you feel about it you're making me feel about it like yeah you lift bro like you're very well, intimidating and trying to bully i'm not trying to bully anybody yeah you're trying to bully me oh you when go you, you, you don't you like, don't even do you lift? lift you just do cardio what are you talking about i just feel like if are i'm you, gonna go to the gym are you on steroids <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not are you sure i guess i'm I'm getting a feeling from lifting that I've never gotten from cardio. And I never lifted before, but like I feel differently and more energetic and happy from lifting than I ever did from cardio. Well, because you're getting stronger. So like, why would I want to just do cardio when I could feel better doing lifting? Like, I, listen, I'm not saying go, lift? just go do some cardio, but I think that, I mean, you're going Everybody there, out there should lift. You're, what's that? Everybody out there should lift if you can. My point is, if you can lift, you should lift. If you haven't lifted before and you were like me two weeks ago, 
start lifting. You'll feel so good about it. Don't worry about the cardio stuff. Don't worry about lift. That's that because that will give you that instant like hit to your brain that I've been getting. That I just like feel amazing in a way that I never did from running. Like I guess there's a runner's high, but this is like a lifter's high. Like the feeling of the tension in your muscle. I'm just I'm really enjoying it. I, I intend to pursue this for quite a while because I'm enjoying it. It's making me happy. Well, that's good. I suggest that you continue to do this. Maybe you want to relax on the bullying everyone else. I'm not bullying Jeff, anybody. I, I told you that. Someone, one of our friends told you that. Jeff just brought it up to you. Like, what, You'll what know you if I'm bullying. You'll know if I'm bullying. Oh, really? The way, honestly, the way you phrase it, like out of the gate, like, like just the way your tone. Well, but look, I also know that you even lift bro is a thing, like a meme that flies around. So I was being a little tongue in cheek about it. But, like, you don't even lift. <laughs> no, no. But seriously, you should lift. It'd be good, it'd be good. It's good for everybody. You should lift. Look, I'm over there lifting the barbell with no weights on it. Like, it's not like I should be cutting an intimidating figure to anybody. And once I, I'm feeling now confident enough that I can put the 10-pound plates on each side and do it without a spot or without it crushing me. I need you, as I kind of indicated before, like, you need to now accessorize your lifting gloves, shoes. Well, I want belts. to, but I've gotten conflicting information. You now need some the work, bro. I, I agree. Some people say you should not get the gloves, and other people say you definitely should get the gloves. Like I tore my hands up not having the gloves. Well, try right? it. Maybe you'll like them. Well, Maybe but people have said that you shouldn't wear gloves. And then, like the the shoes. What shoes do I get? Like support what are the belt? protein like, powders I that I need. The nines here. I feel the same way, but again, I have that little bit of panache in me that I'd like to have the right gloves and the right shoes and the right kit to, to do lifting, but I get the sense that maybe I shouldn't. I, I, this is where I'm confused. I'm still a newbie. I'm still a stranger in a strange land. It is like, it is fun. I think to get, I can't remember the last time, like I got a bug for something new, but like that feeling of like falling in love with something and like just wanting to go back, like golfing, like, like just something like that, card. like catching like the bug. I, I don't know. That seems like, uh, Honestly, I, I don't know. I'm you collecting a bug for something new in a while. I'm pretty boring. You collecting cards. Oh, that was a, yeah. That was a bug. I guess so. <laughs> now I've got the bug for lifting. And you used to say you should collect cards. Oh, you know what? You invest all your money in all these things that don't hold any value, but I collect all these valuable I cards. I didn't you, say you, you should Jeff, collect Jeff, cards. Jeff, Jeff never once said that, though. I Jeff said that, like, said, spending... Oh, hold on, hold on. Did, did he basically say something? So you interpreted what he said that way? Like, that's why you're the insane Jeff person. basically was saying to me week after week, do you even collect, bro? When we would talk about <laughs> the monopoly pieces that I'd be going for to you win know, I said, versus his card collecting. And now you're, the shoe is on the other foot. I said that the cards are a probably better way to spend the money than the monopoly. I would And yet when I say I, I think lifting's probably a better way to spend one's time than than walking on a treadmill, I get upgraded. Or lifting is a better way to spend one's time than I don't know. Reading up on red Well, you Herbert you you were stuff. the one who said that lifting is better than walking on a treadmill <laughs> well it is is it for me is for it me i mean for me you're the same guy who said that you when you do the stairmaster that your heart rate gets up to like 200 it used to get over 200 now it's at 185 well like I said, maybe you should be doing some more cardio to get that heart like get, get your uh, cardiovascular system yeah, working I, a bit better 
but like weights are a type of cardio. It's not so that. Getting it, heart rate up. But, 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 rate it's, up. but it's not. I get that your heart rate is getting up. But if you want to like maintain, like if you want to peak out around like 170, 175, you're going to have to increase your cardio. Sure. I, I appreciate that. But I feel like I need to get stronger first before I can do that. Okay. I can see that. And we'll see how that goes. And then we'll have our race. How about that? Oh, no, you'll beat me. You'll be fast. You'll be faster than me. I, 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 I'm not doing this to outdo other people. Well, like, I mean, but, doing... but then why are you challenging Jeff of whether he lifts or not? I didn't challenge That's Jeff. what you I did with our friend as Jeff. well. I simply asked him whether he lifted. What is the point of that question? Just to see if they were lifting. Yeah, you seem pretty braggadocious about this. There's nothing braggadocious. I said, I'm over there lifting the bar on its own. There's yeah, and now, now, now you're trying to backtrack it. Jeff, how did you take it? Because I took it one way when he asked everyone else that we know. Yeah, no, there was definitely like a condescending yeah. attitude and a level of superiority. Well, then I retract that, that attitude. I don't, if that's the case, if that's how it was interpreted, I retract it because I don't want to seem that way. I'm a man of, for, and by the people. Now you so I don't you, you, you sound like that. typical gym guy that everyone hates. That's the, the that's how the tone and language that you've adopted. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I've done not like most people. I've done nothing but congratulate you and feel proud for you for this like. And new, I say thank you. This new like step and and what yeah. seems to be maybe a long term like life thing for you. Yeah, and all, and all you're trying to do is shit on everyone who's trying to pry you That's up. not true. That's not true. It's it's what it sounds like. I mean, the viewers will know. The viewers happened. the viewers have just heard you talk about this, and it sounds like you're just trying to shit on people. No, I'm not. I, I, it, appe I, it appears you have taken this approach both to a teleconference in text and in real life with your friends on the weekend like there's a consistent approach here to how you are coming across it seems maybe and if that's the case then i retract them but i'm just i'm proud of myself for lifting and, and, I'm, proud and I'm enjoying it so much that i think other people should too because if i like it they'd like it well that might not be the case <laughs> hey i am the common man if i like something ever the people are probably going to like it too even though you're far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. So go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. ED is more common than most people think, and the benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on the packages. And with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and just take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have the confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. GetRoman.com slash Mayo.
Let's move on to the, to the little late set of games. We got Jeff's team in here, and this is the most confusing spread of the week because the Chargers are at the Eagles. The Eagles are a one-point dog, so the Chargers are a one-point favorite on the road. The total is 50. Super lock in the Chargers. I don't understand why this isn't like six and a half. Jeff, can you talk me out of this? Yeah, I don't really understand it. I don't know who moved this thing from three to one. Uh, I hope uh, you, you sharp buddies, uh, you know, wear some protective gear because you're going to cut yourself. You think you're so sharp. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> the, the, the Eagles. They now beat the who's shit. bullying who? They beat the shit out of a horrible Lions team that I predicted they would last week. And we said the Lions lost a heartbreaker. They threw the kitchen sink like. It was a very easy dot to connect. And as bad as the Eagles looked versus the Raiders, that uh, the whole vibe of that Lions situation was going to create a potential lopsided outing. And just like it did for the, the Lions and the Bears game. Not, nonetheless, I don't know. I don't think the Sirianni knows anything. So I, I'm not overly concerned about this game. I will lose a fortune on it if it doesn't go my way like would Sirianni run the ball second and 10 when his team's down by a bunch of points by a bunch of points do you mean seven with like nine minutes to go with a coach that uses four downs I know you're trying to be like inside Feinberg's Twitter account which really can confuse (laughs) a lot of the viewers of the show Tim so I don't really want to waste a moment in there I need to like fully I think I did it off the top but and I, I can't retract the statement because it was dead wrong and and it was last week, but I was very maybe just too overzealous about the Charger Patriot situation. And and that ended up being like every other Charger Patriot game I've experienced pretty much in, in the entire Billichek era. And, and I don't like to make comparisons like team A beat team B. I don't think that means much for you know A versus C, but uh, the Lions, I mean, the Eagles just got demolished by the Raiders. We hold our own versus the Raiders. We could win or lose versus a team like the Raiders. We beat them, but but they would never manhandle the Chargers. I'm nervous in the sense that once the Chargers got off to that great start, I got, um, I don't think I ever got too carried away about what their ceiling could be because I knew that Raven game was sort of a barometer and it brought them right back down to earth. And this Patriot game out of a bye has even humbled the chargers more, but I did look at the schedule sort of out of the bye and think the chargers will be really fine because they've played their gauntlet and I don't see a losing streak possible. Well, anyone could lose two in a row that happens to teams that happens to mediocre teams that happens to good teams. Uh, But, but, but we shouldn't lose three in a row. And if we lose three in a row, it means we blew every work that we've already put out there this year. We've got to find our swagger. I expect to do it versus Philadelphia. I'm going to lay a point, and uh, I'll even probably do some alternate line betting on this one. So Chargers for me. I'm Chargers. not going to lose to Nick Sirianni. The only thing that concerns me is my old coach that I do like, Shane Steichen, is over there as kind of like a um, just consultant. And there's probably nobody in the league that would know my offensive pieces better than him. But I don't think the Eagles have the talent to take advantage of us. Um, So there it is. And I don't think their coach has the brains to take advantage of us. 
Chargers, bigly. Uh, they, the few things to point out, like the like just looking at PFF right now, like the Eagles are rated as a better team than the Chargers, which kind of blows my mind. But it's because the Chargers are deficient at certain things. Like they have horrible special teams. They have a horrible run defense. Uh, and the one part of this game, it's a lot like the, like the main reason that I really <laughs> like the Eagles last week against the Lions. Lions can't block. The Eagles have a good pass rush. It's kind of the same thing with the Chargers. They can't really block all that well, and the Eagles are going to present a good pass rush. So I can see why this would be a three-point game. I just feel like the offense for the Chargers is just so much more solid and can take advantage of the Philadelphia Eagles here. Like you mentioned it earlier, like I think it was Tim who said, like Dallas is a great team in a bad division. It feels like the Giants and the Eagles – like they're not good, but they're getting credit as being good. And I really think that the AFC West is an excellent division. So if this is just essentially asking the chargers to win this game, I think that they win it's, the game. This is the worst team. The chargers have played all year. They are Correct? Washington. Yeah. They but Washington, Washington, you have to take that in the context of the lead up. I mean, is Washington that much worse or better than Philly? They're probably the same, aren't they? Yeah. Bolt up. Give me the Chargers, too. I don't quite understand the line either. Well, we're all going to get taken on this one, aren't we? I hope not, because that's just bad for my wallet and, more importantly, my soul. And now it'll be three in a row. And, and yeah, I don't want to lose this one. I really don't want to lose this one. I think for as bad as the Chargers played, they did make it uncomfortable for Mac Jones to do things, and I think they're able to do the same sorts of things to Jalen Hurts, and I don't think the Eagles schematically can just make life such hell for the Chargers and, and confuse Justin. I think they're too stupid of a team. Okay, next game, we got Green Bay at Kansas City. This feels like it should really be fun, but I don't know. Packers are now 7-1 and one against the spread. The Chiefs are only favored by one at home. They're 2-6 and six against the spread after failing to cover on Monday night again. I don't know what to make of this. I don't even know where the public is going to rest on this game. Like everything just, I look at the chiefs. I see minus one. I feel like I should insta bet the chiefs at home. It has to be the inclination for everyone. And you have the Packers. They could be getting their, they could be getting Adams and Marcus Valdez Scantling back or not. We don't know at the time of the war recording this They're coming off the mini buy after a big win against what was the best team in the NFC on a Thursday night game. I mean, everything is kind of going in the Packers favor here, but I, I want to take Kansas City. Can anyone talk me out of it? I might I, I might make Kansas City my super lock, Pat. I think we're getting a nice line because of how not showtime they looked versus the Giants. When, uh, see, people were expecting, how do I put this? The Chiefs don't need to do showtime. We are all very aware of how well and flashy and cool they can make things look. What the Chiefs need to get better at at the moment is doing the little things right. You know, just taking what the defense is going to give you, running the football better. Um, and I think they're capable of doing those things. I think there's a really good spot for the Chiefs. Am I worried about the Packers and the extended rest? Yes, but I can make the case like what a huge game, what a huge win for Green Bay. Um, so yeah, for Green Bay last week. Oh, totally undermanned against an undefeated football team. And, and, and yeah, I, I don't know. That was the game they needed and they got games ahead that they might need some more than, than this one with the position that they put themselves in. 
I think this is a sort of game that's gonna gonna just cool the noise a bit um, in the kingdom, which is you know it's been tumultuous there for a bit. Pat Chiefs could be a super lock. Okay, Tim. Green Bay. I don't think the Chiefs defense can stop them. I don't think the Chiefs defense have the skill set to stop Green Bay from putting up thirty plus points. And at some point, we can look at the Packers and say they're seven and one, and they're really good, and they've been playing good football and beating good teams and like i mean vegas is because they're saying that the packers would be favored on a neutral field and i agree with them and i've seen nothing from kansas city to make me think that the fact they're an arrowhead makes much of a difference right now uh the, the packers have the reigning mvp under center and like you said maybe getting adams back uh they're loaded too and the chiefs defense can't stop them uh i think the chiefs are in tough here I think that the Packers should actually be favored in this game. I'm going to take Green Bay. Hmm. I think it's going to be huge public Green Bay action here. I don't know. I don't know if the public are ready to jump off the Chiefs completely yet. Oh, I think the Chiefs are like, I would argue the Chiefs are underrated right now. Okay, argue it. Well, they're a really good football team. It's a pick them. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you're probably laying more than a, a field goal in this football game. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think the market is hating on the Chiefs maybe more than they deserve to be. Like, that's all. Are they perfect? Are they flawed? Sorry, are they perfect? No, are they flawed? Absolutely. But I think the hate on them is stronger than the reality. So in that sense underrated obviously we know all know how great they are maybe underrated is the the wrong term maybe it's um undervalued i'm not i'm not sure but i think this game presents us an opportunity that we haven't had in in some time you know pick them you know chief's big thing was they'd be covered they'd have to be favored between six and ten and they'd win and not cover well it's not the issue here i don't doubt how great the packers are i'm concerned they can go up and down the field um, it's not a game I sit well it is a game it's going up against the charger game but I still expect to have a lot of money on it so I could lose a lot of money at four o'clock now that I'm playing this in my head uh, I'm probably gonna have this as a no bet for me when it comes down to it but I'll go with you Jeff you seem to have a lot of confidence I'll take the Chiefs minus one Arizona at San Francisco is a pick em right now total is 45 seems like a low total the cardinals offense has been a bit stagnant over the past few weeks but i think this is a lot of disrespect for the cardinals who have been excellent so far this season uh and i just the niners are they feel like a slightly above average team i mean they beat the crap out of the bears kind of like it was a pretty close game for most of it and the bears aren't that good the cardinals are good so this one feels pretty easy to me so you know take that for what it's worth but i really like the cardinals in this game jeff yeah, I would agree with you, but it does feel like a bit of a fishy trap situation. Uh, you know, the Niners, like a really embarrassing Sunday Niner, then they take advantage of of maybe value spread that I w wasn't smart enough to be on. They beat up a bad Bears team. Uh, this number is is too short for me to, to not take the Cardinals, and I, I believe that they have the talent to bounce back had that play at the goal line worked out, you know, I think the spread is different. And in some ways, if I want to bet the Cardinals, I'm probably happier that they lost last week. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Arizona for us too, Tim. Yeah, I mean, we saw this game a few weeks ago when uh, Arizona won 17 to 10. And the Niners were every bit as good as Arizona. And if uh, there wasn't that fumble by Lance on the goal line, the 49ers could have probably won the game. Pickham's the right number. think they're both two decent teams. I'm going to take San Francisco in this game. I'm going to take the home team. Not having to lay in any points in division. I don't know how healthy Kyler is. He didn't look 100% at the end of the Green Bay game. Maybe he's fine. He'd be fine. But uh, San Francisco found a way to, to close him down pretty big at home last time. And I don't see why that should be much of an issue this time. It should be a very close game. And uh, I will take the home team in that case. Sunday night football, the Tennessee Titans are at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams favored by seven and a half at home. 54 is the over-under. Titans six and two against the spread after... The sharp side, Jeff, was Indy last week. Obviously, the Titans couldn't win, and then all of a sudden, the Titans won. Uh, Tim, who is the only player that you have on both of your fantasy teams this year? Uh, Derrick Henry. Hmm. So he's out for the season, it looks like. But they brought in Adrian well, Peterson. That's good news. Well, I mean, not only – it's worse than that, right? My keeper team I've been spending all year not playing Jamar Chase, holding off, being conservative – this Sunday morning, I decided to throw caution to the wind. I traded away my first round pick to get Kyle Pitts to and me. to get uh, uh, um, Alex Collins and Jalen Waddle. I started Jamar Chase and got rid of his red shirt because I have Derrick Henry. I'm close to getting into the playoffs or winning it with points. And what happens? Well, Boyd is a better day than Chase. And I lose Henry for what looks like the whole season. And Pitts, so and Pitts is lost. awful. And Pitts played terribly. I lost Acres. I lost Juju and I lost Henry for the year on my keeper team. It, it's very unfortunate. What was the line on this game Saturday or Sunday night before the Henry news? I don't think it changed one point. That was going to be my question because if Henry can't move a line, then no running back can ever move a line. Well, the van and the, I think there's a lot of love, like with the trade, everyone, you know, the Rams are super cool and Vogue is they, you know, they probably were before the trade, just the it's too many points. And it's too many points. I'm going to take how the well they are. I'll tell you though. No, the advanced line at Westgate was four and a half. So this line didn't move. Okay. So he moved it three points. If that's to be believed, uh, either which way it is too many points. I will be, I think if it were seven, I think about it. But at seven and a half, I like the value. I'm going to take the Titans. Uh, Super Bowl 34 rematch. Uh, I, I like the I like the Titans to cover in this game. No, if I pick them to win, uh, I have great respect for the Rams. I liked their tweet there yesterday with uh, the guy from Rounders saying all in. Of course, Teddy KGB loses at the end of Rounders. So I don't know how well thought out that tweet was. But anyway. Uh, it was a tweet for the moment. Yeah, well, again, if you think about what it means, uh, anyway. You, you know they oh, just, you know that they just typed in all in whoever their social media intern is on like the gif on you would Twitter think that and picked the first you one. Would, I bet you they probably curated that a little more. Oh yeah, you, you do you have an extensive knowledge about how these social media teams work, Tim? Do you? No, but I know how my social media works, and I wouldn't just pick the very first one I saw. Would I you even know how to do it? I yes, of course I uh, do. Uh, uh, well, you say of course with a lot. I tweet out gifts all the time. That's why I tweet okay. gifts out all the time. But you don't even have the uh, gift. You don't have the gift keyboard. Yeah, I, 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 that's been figured out as well. I figured out that you were lying to me. Uh, anyway, 
yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be a close game, but give me Tennessee to cover a number that's a little too large. Best team in the AFC by the record against a team tied for the best record in the NFC uh, by record. 20 uh, points. The coin agrees with you. Uh, I don't know how the public has been doing lately in these primetime games, Jeff. It feels like not great, but I think that the Rams wax the Titans here. They're essentially very much the same team, except the Rams have an awesome defense and the Titans don't. Yeah. I'm with you. I think it's a waxing, maybe the Tennessee, I can see them finding their, their sea legs, but this matchup, that secondary, those linebackers, Stafford, they'll just be able to do what they want at will. And Tim makes a point you could, yeah, sure. Maybe there is line value in this game, but the Titans like just totally lost their identity and how they do anything. So I don't think the line value is going to matter, to be honest, if you're betting the Titans. That seemed really... That's why I'm not. But that seems... The advanced line was four and a half, but that had to have shifted because the Titans opened as like two-point favorites in Indianapolis, and by the time it kicked off, they were like two-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The Rams looked really good last week, per usual. I know it was against Houston, but... You know, they're always fantasy cool, and that's, like, what so many people are paying attention to. And the Titans had a dogfight in overtime. One team trades for uh, an all-pro caliber player. The other loses its MVP. Um, I don't give me give me the – maybe it'll be a fun, close Sunday nighter, but for picking it right now here, I'm taking the Rams laying points. Monday night, Chicago at Pittsburgh, minus six and a half is what the Steelers are favored by at home. I mean, I have zero interest in watching this game whatsoever, so I will watch uh, the condensed version in 13 minutes on Tuesday morning when I wake up and be surprised with the result. But this feels like Steelers 17, Bears 13, Bears cover, and it's basically unwatchable the entire time. So I will take Chicago against the number. This feels like a game where, honestly... If you're not watching it, just stay off Twitter or the internet because it's just going to be a bunch of football fans like complaining for three and a half hours. Like they're forced to watch a football game or something. Like they can't go be nice to their wife. Um, Nonetheless, here, Pat, I'm going to take the Steelers. Uh, I don't love it. Feels weird, but I, I don't know. I got no vibe on this game. I'll take the Steelers. Tim? I just don't like what the bears are doing and I don't know. It's just a play against the bears. I'm teasing the Steelers down to uh, minus 0.5 and I'm going to play. Uh, yeah. The, the Steelers. Sorry. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, the bears threw everything they could at San Francisco last week and lost by 11. Like I just have got no faith in what they're up to. And Pittsburgh's a tough place to play and Pittsburgh defensively is, uh, is pretty sound. I, I expect them to win by a touchdown. What's the is the biggest win the Steelers have had so far this season? Week one against the Bills, the seven point win. Yes, definitely. And then the Browns is probably the next closest one, next to most important. No, no, not most important. Like their biggest win, like actual biggest win. I guess they beat, oh, by they, they beat the Broncos by eight, the Seahawks by three, the Browns by five. Like, and I don't know who is taking Chicago in this game. I'm. What do you think the spread is going to be on Monday night after people lose their money all weekend? Do you think it goes through seven? Because I think it does. I think it gets to seven, and then you're 
paying Vig to bet the Steelers. Well, you're paying Vig to bet the Steelers either way. Well, like I like I think it could be pl- Chicago even money plus seven. What do you think, Jeff? Well, I was just looking for a future. That's helpful. So you weren't listening? Like, did you hear what I asked? Uh, you, what what the closing line will be? No, I don't think it'll change. I don't think it'll change that much. I don't see it getting over seven. Yeah, I think seven is where it could get to, and then, like I said, then you probably get even money to take the Bears at that point. I feel like it. If it, ha- if it has enough, if it has enough steam to get to seven, it can definitely go above seven. It takes a lot. Like it, a, from what I've seen, it takes like that's a key number. That's a huge. Yeah, but, that's but, but a just, huge level of steam. There's to a get there's, to seven. Yeah, cross but, seven. But there, it's a huge level of steam to get from six and a half to seven. To get from seven to seven and a half, I would say is less important than going from six and a half to seven. I have to agree with you on that. You're right. So true. Sorry. Once it gets to seven, I guess seven and a half is in play, but I don't know. That's a big one. Like I I could be talked all. I could bet a game that was six and a half that got to seven. I don't think I would even like be interested at all. Once it clears seven, because then my put like I win or push. And now it becomes a straight a straight loss for me so i'm not there perception could just be reality and i'm just living in my head at the moment but i feel <laughs> like underdogs have been amazing on monday night recently or that's just like i don't know anything i don't even remember who played two weeks ago on monday night the giants covered like this seattle and oh yeah seattle beat seattle covered in pittsburgh new orleans new yeah seattle played a few in a row the pittsburgh was seattle, a sunday new orleans night yeah. Okay. So Monday, Seattle, Seattle covered in New Orleans. Oh yeah. Seattle Pittsburgh was a Sunday night game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Interesting. Yeah, I like Chicago here. Uh, I think that these are two bad. Yeah, you're right. These, these Tennessee. Are, these are two bad teams. Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers though could very well be a playoff team because that's how bad the AFC is. Well, that doesn't really make a difference now, does it? The Bears. The Bears are three and five, and they're not good. No, the Bears have a lot of problems. They're not a good team. Neither are the Steelers. They're also not a yeah, good team. The Steelers are a better team. I mean, I'm are they a better team? Like they're a marginally. Well, I think so. They're a marginally better team. Are they a six and a half point better team? Maybe sometimes. I, I would say yeah. the majority of the time, the play here is Chicago side. Okay. Free to disagree. You want to bet me on this game? Not really, because I don't feel that strongly about it. That's why I teased it to make sure that I get the Pittsburgh win, because like I feel like Pittsburgh should win the game, but who knows. What's the money what line? do you guys think the odds are in the to win the AFC West right now? For who to win the AFC West? Like who do you think's the fa- like what do you think who do you think the favorite is and what do you think the odd is? Uh I would say that Kansas City is minus 130. I'd say that the Raiders are plus 115 and the Chargers are like 2 to 1. Okay, so I'd say there's a lot of value for anyone but the Chargers, I guess, because I'm seeing the Chiefs at, at plus 155 and the Raiders at 3-1. to one. Really? What are the Chargers? Uh, plus 160. Okay, so the books uh, the books really like the Chargers then. That's where yeah, I was and I would, I mean, I don't... I mean, I, I, was, try, I, like, I was trying to guess what it was going to be, not where I would set it, by the way. I figured there was yeah, a I reason that, you that's, the question. <laughs> yeah, that, that is fair. I was going to say... Much as I'm not, wouldn't make the bet. I think there's value on the Raiders. Yeah, I kind of agree. Like this week and then next week, Oakland has the Chiefs on Sunday. They play in Las Vegas. Or sorry, next week they're home to the 
to the Chiefs. So the Raiders could really uh, boost their chances with a couple of wins here. Uh, but I would still lean Chargers if I had to pick a division winner. I picked them to start the year. I'm staying with them. All right. That's the show. Let's lock in some picks for the week. Uh, I am 7-1 and one in the Super Lock, so hopefully I can keep that going. I've been having some good fortune with the Super Lock so far, and even in the bad weeks, the Super Locks were saving my overall gambling week, and then the weeks that I'm actually you know, winning a bunch of games ATS and the Super Lock hits, boom! We're in some big-time money there. So I'm taking the Chargers, minus one. I absolutely love it. Tim, what are you doing? You already know. Jets? Oh, yeah. Okay. Jeffrey? Chargers. Uh, I've used them on the super lock in the Monday night versus the Raiders. I also offered to save the U.S. economy that night when I tweeted the Treasury that if they needed money, that's what they should do. And I was really embarrassed by guaranteeing they'd beat the Patriots. So... And kind of one on one and one in my super bold chargers will win calls this year for what's that worth. So now we're going to, we're going to put an odd number on this. So it's third times a charm chargers, big, big, big for me, big. I like it. Like I just took the whole family to California. We're going to, we're going to help pay the credit card and pay off the credit card and pay off the Vikings loss. Oh, don't remind me of that one. Okay. Tim, can you spout out your free money teaser again? Sure. Jets, Falcons, Ravens, Dolphins, Steelers. Uh, bet the farm, win four farms. That's four to one. All right, on the 6.5 team teaser. You should really stick to like two, three team teasers. I feel like your record would be a lot better. Probably. Though not last week, I was wrong on a couple of sides of things. So. Yeah, that tends to happen sometimes. But the thank... People thought that, like, hey, maybe someone actually did mention that, like, you had a pretty good week, the Jets won, and it was a holiday because it was Halloween, just like, you know, how triumphant you always are on Thanksgiving, like you were that one time. Yeah, maybe I'm a holidays type of, uh, of person. I mean, I have a history of hitting all ends of teasers multiple times on Thanksgiving. I do well on Halloween. I feel like I probably do well at Christmas time. I bet you I do know. well on Rosh Hashanah, too. Maybe, maybe I do, Jeff. What about Purim? Uh, I can't, I can't recall. <laughs> I, I don't know whether I do good on Purim or not either. I'd have to. I don't know I'd when Purim is. But uh, I see the lines are up for the Thanksgiving games already. So I'm already excited for Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, that's going to be a fun day. Hopefully the new studio is done by then and we can do an in-person type show because I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I agree. All right. Um, that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I would not like to thank Tim and Gust. Tim and Gust. That's okay. That's not my name, but I'm feeling good. The Jets are going to win on Thursday. Lifting is going well. Uh, everything's going well. Like I'm in a good spot right now. I'm very, I'm very happy. Uh, and nothing's going to bring me down. Even if they lose on Thursday, that's okay. I've had my fun. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. Uh, try not to get too high or too low about these things. I felt like that was the worst cuss corner that's ever been done. Well, we were just sort of like freewheeling about a subject that we didn't have a whole lot to talk about. No, you, you can't bring up a topic we can't make fun of you about. That's not fair. Okay, well, duly noted for next time. We'll talk about some other issue that I've been having or whatever when we get to, to next week. Might have to I guess, Pat, might have here's to, the might question. Might have to edit out cuss corner this week. Bad, bad go. No, no. Might have to run to it, it, vintage cuss corner. 
it, it should go in. It should, it should stay. It was like 25 <laughs> minutes long and just. <laughs> but people like to... that, though. People like when we just talk. I'm Paul, trying to figure on, out. Hold on. What's... Paul has something to say. Can Tim apologize to the viewers for not having candy corn and. Cuss uh... Connor, it's Cuss Connor. Cuss Connor, it's Cuss Connor. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Connor, it's Cuss Connor. Cuss Connor. <laughs> so, Paul can. Okay, fine. Paul said, why didn't we have the candy corn and yogurt? video i said to paul why don't we do it as i was walking out he said well when does the yogurt expire and we saw that the yogurt doesn't expire until the 27th of november so i had some candy corn while i was there on sunday and we can do the video whenever it's coming we have till like november 27th to do it so it, it will be done the yogurt hasn't gone bad the candy corn won't go bad so we will do it and paul knows this oh i would like to make a bet with you where maybe we'll do a thanksgiving bet uh, where if you lose, you have to do it with that same yogurt on December 2nd. Oh, God, I don't want to get sick and get botulism or something. You think you get botulism? Cam will tell you not to worry. Yeah, Cam, yeah well, you know what? But Cam's also got eggs on his carpet for a week. Uh, well, uh, how come whenever you do anything crazy, you're like, well, Cam probably does it as a point of your favor. But now if Cam does something, oh, no, it's not what I want to do because you're soft. That was going to be the cuss corner topic, how soft you are. Okay, well, let's let's talk about that next week. Or talk about it now. I don't care. No, we, we might as well save it for next week. Or maybe we can do another Cuss Corner right now. I can just edit this into that slot. <laughs> I want to know, like, will Tim even be lifting in April, Pat? No. I yes, hope I will, because I'm not I soft. Hope, you're, you're very soft. Um, but I'm not soft. I mean, quote, I'm a very tough person. They got a what? laugh from the other room. Okay, well, let them laugh. I'm not a soft person. Pretty soft. What am I soft about? I mean, you were just talking about how the, the weights were eating up your hands, and you're lifting like 10-pound weights. My hands are very soft, and I they can get ripped up. And it doesn't take much for my skin to bruise or to, to callus or, like, start to peel. Like, yes, but, but that's because, A, I moisturize sometimes, and, B, I have not lived a life of hard manual labor. So, yeah, my hands are not calloused. Uh, uh sure but that doesn't make a person soft sounds pretty soft to me i do all kinds of things that aren't soft you you, like like name them like i get up early every day (laughs) a a soft person would sleep in i don't do that what time do you go to bed Eh, 11 o'clock midnight on weeks where there's no sports on i could fall asleep by like 9 30 so you're basically like an 80 year old no i wouldn't say that like i know you think because i have a nightlight i'm soft well i'm not it's also getting laughs from the other room if you can't hear it. Well, go ahead and laugh. Like, there's nothing. What is it about having a light going during the day that makes a person soft? Or night, sorry, that makes a person go soft. Why am I soft? Oh, guys, I don't like to drive in the snow. Okay. Like, that doesn't make a person soft. Oh, because I don't like to touch chicken wings with my bare hands because I hate getting the sauce all over my fingers and in the fingernail beds. And I have to spend all day the next day trying to scrub out all of the residue of the sauce. So sometimes I will wear a latex glove. Does that make me soft? No, it doesn't make me soft. What else does not make like, you soft? I don't like to eat things that are melty with my hands. I use a fork and a knife. 
that doesn't make me soft. I scream when I take out a fork from the, the silverware tray and another fork is stuck in between the tines, like the two uh, forks are stuck together. You got to separate them. Like that's like nails across a chalkboard. Like I want to scream out loud. I can't stand it. You, you like want that to scream me. out loud or you do scream out loud? I have done both. I, I've screamed and I'm on my, I, I've done both. It just freaks me out. I hate it. That doesn't make a person soft. I'm not a soft person. Do I like heights? No, I don't. Heights scare me. I don't like to stand on a step stool, but that doesn't make me soft. I just have realistic fears about falling and hurting myself. What makes me soft? Don't you like avoid a very small set of stairs? Because they're very steep and I don't want to fall and break my neck. They scare me. Okay? They scare me. Lots of things scare me. Haunted houses scare me. When I was little, I, I went, ran screaming my head off from a haunted house here in the city when some mummy or something popped out of the wall and said, boo. I screamed like a, I, you, like, no, tomorrow. I remember it to this day. That doesn't make a person soft. Just, I didn't like it. So go ahead. Give me this litany of things you think that make me soft. Because me, I don't see it. Should I just rewind the last three minutes of you listening to the things that don't make you soft? But those things don't make me soft. I explain them all. If you explain what you do, that is incredibly soft. There's nothing soft about that. That They're all pretty prime examples. Of I'm a tough person. Do I like to nap during the afternoons when I'm off? Yes, I like to have an afternoon nap. That doesn't make a person soft. I would agree with you that doesn't make you soft. Napping can be good for your mental health and physical health. Yes, so all these things I do make perfect sense. You were you were mocking me for driving out of my way to go to grocery stores that aren't near me. Oh, yes, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Th this is one thing. Um, he goes to a grocery store, like a chain grocery store, that is like 50 minutes away from his house when there is one five minutes away. Why, Tim? Well, because I just like that store Why? better. I like the selection. Why? I, the parking is easier. Because there's, not, there's no one there. And there's fewer people there. Because you're scared of people. I'm not scared of people, but like the parking lot's not as jammed, so it's easier for me to get a pull through. And it's easier to walk around. And uh, I like the selection of stuff there. And I like the drive out, the drive back. Uh, it's a nice drive. I can listen to a podcast and relax. So I don't mind going 30 minutes away when I could go five minutes, minutes away. Eh, 30, I'd say about 30 minutes. That's I mean, you, will, you refuse to drive anything more than five under the speed limit at all times. I, I think your it's ice about... cream melt? coming home oh i don't think so it doesn't melt that quickly it's i don't know that's really weird that's really weird that's no, that's people, really weird. people have like their home field grocery stores but also like their other grocery stores they like to go to sometimes yeah like if, uh, if, i do if, agree i yeah but that's usually like for example if there's a certain cut of meat i want there is a butcher that i like to go to to get that yeah. specific type of meat if there's a certain type of chicken that i want there's actually another butcher that i like to go You're going to like to get four that towns over yeah like I, I will go out of my way to get really good stuff you could go down the street five minutes and get the same stuff at the same store yeah, but it's busier. There's more people around. Soft. And Soft. It's the park. No, I'm not. And I don't like trying to get wedged into the park. Like parking scares me sometimes. Soft. Like trying to back in and back out of spots when there's lots of people around. 
and there's shopping carts. I'm afraid of my car getting dented. Would you say you're or... fragile? No, I would not say I'm fragile. Like, come on. Who? So all these things, plus it's just quieter and, and, and like, it's sort of like my superstore I think of. Uh, anyway, like, why would, why would it possibly be your superstore when there are like, I, 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 would li- I would like to guess between your house and that superstore, there's probably like 15 other superstores. No, 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 no. It's not that many. I probably passed like three or four anyway. Plus it's like a destination. It's somewhere to go. Something to do. Get you out of the house. Are you my it's fucking relaxing. grandmother? <laughs> no, but like, again, this doesn't make a person soft. Pretty soft. You're afraid of parking. I'm not a soft person. Can we film you parallel parking? Well, I can parallel park better now that I have this backup camera. Yeah, but I still want to see it. Now that you have the advantage of the backup camera, I want to like go, we da- to I want to go downtown yeah. during traffic and watch you parallel park. So when we went out to dinner like a month or two ago, I parallel parked for the first time in like 10 years okay. or 15 years because yeah, I had the backup cam and felt confident enough that I could I, I could see behind me to, to do it. But we know that you don't perform well under pressure. So I want to do it at like... 4:45 in the afternoon like on a on a Wednesday. Well, I don't like parallel parking. Again, I just, I don't need that anxiety. I don't like No, another I, I, thing, I, like, I want to see you do it. Can you perform That's another pressure? thing that people mock me about. It's like, "Oh, you don't like driving into the city during traffic. That makes you soft." No, it doesn't. I don't like driving in lots of traffic. That's not that doesn't make me soft. No, but about 12 other things you listed do make you soft. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I I don't think so. Yeah, just because you don't think it doesn't make it not true. Just call again, having, again have, your uh, as we tell you every formula. week, as we tell you every single week, your feelings are not facts. Facts are facts. But sometimes they are. And no. like, like you're, prefer, you, it's like you can't pump your own gas, which is just insane. I prefer someone to do it for me. I prefer the full service. I like somebody to come out and wash my windshield and fill up my gas tank. And like, do all that stuff for me. That doesn't make me soft. It's because you can't help you, you told us that you can't pump gas without getting gas on yourself, which is fucking I insane. Can't. It spills out of the nozzle every darn time. I but you it. leave it in and next, you count to three, you shake it before you pull it out. Yeah, well, I've done that. Pull. It still spills all over the place. Why are you in a rush to pull out? Yeah, well, what, you're, also, you're also in your mid 30s. What happens when you take a piss? You just get dick juice everywhere? You got the extra coming out? Or do you, oh give, my it, or do you give it a fucking shake? Because you're older now, so it's not dripping down your leg after you put it back in your fucking pants. Oh my God. So you don't give your dick a shake, is what you're saying. Of course a person does such a thing. Then why don't you apply the same sensibility to pumping your fucking gas? Someone should just pump my gas for me, okay? Oh, sorry, Tim Too Rich. This is why you're fucking soft. I'm not soft. It's like, when it's cold, I don't want to get out of my car and inconvenience myself to have to then pump the gas, then close the gas tank, then walk into the store and pay them, and then walk back to my car and leave. Like, it's just an inconvenience. I don't want to. You just said you drive 50 minutes. Well, to but, go I get want, the same thing. but I want to do that. It's like those people who pay for their gas at the pump. I can't do that. I don't understand how that's done. I've never done it. I don't know how you do it. I like to go into the store in person to pay for my gas at the, at the, the cashier. I don't do it at the terminal. What do you mean you don't, don't know how? I don't know how. I don't know. You, you would search your card, I guess, and you put in your PIN, but I wouldn't trust those machines. At all, I want to see a real person with a real like ATM, like a like a, a scanning machine or whatever <laughs> that you use your card. I'm not putting my credit card in some machine that pumps gas. Like, no, thank you. That's never happening with me. I'll take the time to walk inside. Thank you kindly. Plus, then I can also get something good on the inside as well. Perhaps if I wanted a bottle of water 
or a DC or an energy drink or something, because now I've sort of gotten into maybe sometimes have, as much as I used to hate energy drinks, now that I've had a few, I'm starting to like energy drinks a little bit. So sometimes I'll get an energy drink. Or, and anyway, my point is, it would be so much more convenient for me if I could just pull my car up to the gas station and have it all looked after for me, and then I could just pull away. That doesn't make a person soft. It means that they like some conveniences. It's because you can't pump your own gas. Well, obviously I can, can and you? do. Well, of course, my car, most places don't have full service. So I've got to, you know, roll up my sleeves and do it myself. But why oh, wouldn't I... you drive all the way back to the 60s and have just someone do it for you? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. There's actually, I got it done a few weeks ago and it was glorious. There was a place nearby where we were golfing that did full service and it was glorious. And why don't you drive back there? Because it's like an hour away. You drive 45 so? minutes, you get groceries, you can get five minutes away. What's it's the, the same difference? gas. You can get 10 minutes away. It's the same groceries. It's yeah, a nice but, drive. It's a podcast. Yeah, I, you're making a good point. But gas is something different. Like, I'm one of these people that as soon as my car hits a half, I've got to fill up right away. I get terrified as soon as my gas gets below half. No, not. But like, I would not be comfortable driving under half to go further to get gas uh, like this would require me to do. No, as soon as it gets below half, I don't want water and condensation developing in my tank and ruining my gas tank. No, as soon as it hits a half, it's as if the it's as if the engine light comes on. I get gas immediately. It's 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 called being a responsible car owner. I no, it's called it it's called being a combination of insane and soft, insanely soft, I guess. Like that's what it is. You're insane and you're soft. I'm neither of those things. But I'm neither of those things. I mean, I think you literally this cuss corner second leg just proved that you fully I feel like this are. is probably going to replace the original corner. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's been the a lot. It's, 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 been, it's been far more entertaining for me rather than hearing your stories about how you lift now. No, fine. Then, well, then let's use this. I mean, you think I'm soft? I don't think I am soft. A pretentious it, lifter. You know what? If I put it to the people, I'd win that poll. Well, what's a win? Oh, anything over like 15%. So if, so even if eight out of 10 people think you're soft, you don't think you're soft. Oh, no, because I don't think they know what soft is. I, it's starting to become clear that you don't know what soft is. <laughs> I know, listen, I'm not a soft, I lift. You're I'm watching the Jets. You're soft. Yeah, you do. Oh, well, every. You, you want do. to throw yourself down the flight of stairs in case you couldn't see a target. I admit I'm a delicate flower. But I'm not a delicate flower. I'm made of a tough fiber. Yeah, yeah, you're scared of the dark. <laughs> I'm not scared of the dark. I just find the dark to be uncomfortable sometimes. You're too soft to drive your car onto a track while being directed by the car wash entry man. I'm like, not too soft to do that. I'm just terrified of those the, the, those things that spin and wash the car. Soft. You you all, you, all, you also have to listen to affirmation like podcasts that tell you that you're made of starlight. You're afraid those of an great. oversized sponge. <laughs> No, I am not an oversized sponge. No, you're afraid, no, you're of, afraid of an oversized sponge. The car wash. Well, yeah, okay, sure. They, I find them uncomfortable. They, 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 they scare me, okay? That's okay. But that just means you're soft, along with everything else you said. They, they, and they, why are you they, fighting it? They, they spend my energy. 
They do. I like I, when I'm finished at a car wash, I'm drained. I'm like, I gotta go home now. This it was sounds like real. parking drains you. Parking is a terrifying thing for me. I hate parking. I love. I'm the of these people who, when they're at the parking lot and the grocery store or the mall, I park a distance away from the front. I don't mind the extra minute or two walk to be have that that peace yeah, of mind. I to don't know mind I'm that. Not parking sure. right oh yeah, I, I I totally remember what brought this up in the first place. I'm looking at it right now. Is that you have not only driving gloves, but you have other gloves for driving in the winter because your steering wheel is too cold. Yes. Okay, when my, the steering wheel is really cold when I start the car in the morning uh, in the wintertime. And so I put on a pair of mini gloves to handle the wheel for a few minutes because it's so cold it hurts my hands. You, can't turn, on the, wrong with you that. can't turn on the heat in your car? I will turn the heat on in my car, but the steering wheel is made of a dense material and it takes a while for it to heat up instead it, of it, like trying to hold the steering wheel. It doesn't even get that cold here. It, sometimes it does. And you know what? My hands find it hard to hold the steering soft. wheel it's uncomfortable you take no, i'm not you, you take tea breaks while you shovel your driveway yes that's for health purposes you shouldn't be shoveling your driveway all in one shot people have cardiac arrests and heart attacks every year from overexertion during sho shoveling snow tea is both good for you and it warms you up and it's a nice little break and it's good for your heart well, Sorry, I'm giving health tips here. Well, this also goes back to the why you should probably do some more cardio. If you did some more cardio, maybe you wouldn't need to take all these breaks. I'm sure there are people who are in good shape who pass away every year from shoveling yeah, you know, snow. From are, are you sure about that? Because you just said that you were. Are you sure about that? No, I, I don't want, I wouldn't fight. Like, there's like lots of stories, like healthy people work out, they go in the sun. Like, there's dangerous. Yes, absolutely. Are, I know, sadly, I know a few healthy just way too young, like healthy post-workout dropping dead. So uh, of sho by shoveling their driveway. No, no, I don't have an actual anecdotal thing for that, but I healthy people drop dead exerting themselves. Uh, that's not like a crazy thing, but Tim is soft. No, I'm not young. soft. Uh, what else he's do you too, have? Are he's you too young to, to need that break? Uh, when when our friend taps you, you get bruises somehow. I have tissue paper skin. I bruise very very easily. <laughs> anyway, we, we had we we have to stop this because it has now been proven that you're incredibly soft, and that means we need to hit the outro of the show because we're running out of time on the card. Anyway, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, that was the Pat Mayo experience. Smash the like and follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17. Don't follow Tim and follow me at the PME. I'm doing a giveaway Wednesday noon eastern time on my twitter for i think 50 millionaire maker tickets on DraftKings this week but anyway sub to the channel smash the like uh leave a rating and review spot spotify or apple all that fun stuff thank you all for watching i'll see you next time the headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place the elites in charge say everything's fine stop noticing but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 